everybody. Welcome to Broken Campfire, a video game discussion podcast. Sorry, the video game discussion podcast. Aloha. 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 <laughs> I'm Flask, and I'm joined by John and Greg. And uh, in a Met few, it. we'll have Andy in. Nah, no, we'll have Andy no, in. No, He's coming, right? No, 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 no. no, no. He had he had right? last time, and he really uh, freaked us out. Really I, think Andy, I think Andy and Vito are going to have an accident. You oh, know what no. I'm saying? Oh, I did, I didn't yeah, he did destabilize our entire economy last time, so it's probably best if he just stays away. I think his atoms have been destabilized, if you catch my drift. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Shit. That's one heck of a car accident. <laughs> uh, it was pretty crazy. All right. Uh, hit us up at Broken Campfire. Brokencampfire at gmail.com if you have any questions or concerns about the aforementioned car accident. Uh, but for now, we'll get into our roundtables. I will start with Greg today. Hey. Uh, hey, Greg. I'm going to be honest. This is, I, you, I'm kind of a one and done guy this week. I've only that's been okay. doing one thing. Men have only play. have one thing on their mind. And that was Like a Dragon, Infinite yep. Well. It came yep. out as the as the baby, as we were podcasting. It was it was out, but I didn't play it. I was like, ah, oh, you know, well, actually, I played a little bit. I was like, ah, oh, well, you know, I'll play it when I'm done. Mm -hmm. I have, I think, about fifty hours in it right now. Jesus. Uh, and it don't. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm sickeningly in that game. I've I've played that game more than I've gone to work in the last week. <laughs> Well, I'm, I mean, basically, uh, it, it is a job, right? You're it really up well, trash it's, or it's more of a vacation. I'm I'm oof, oh, okay. I'm doing so much flask. It's crazy. I you got me. I'm running islands. I'm becoming Sujimon master. I'm picking up cans. I'm getting jobs left and right. So what is Sujimon? I've heard that term. So I've been talking up Sujimon a lot because it's uh, it's basically there is a uh, it's basically this game's version of Pokemon. Uh, it's got uh, the Sujimon are all these basically these weird like weird people that you see around like the map, like uh, the one ba the main one I can keep thinking of is Squirmworm, who is just like a homeless man in a green uh, sleeping bag and he looks like a worm. Well, and, it goes, uh, so it goes it goes a little bit farther. It goes so you know, your main character is is Ichiban and uh, you know they kind of weave this into the story to kind of explain these things, but. Because he played so much Dragon Quest as a kid, you know, when, you, when you're walking around the city, you see these people as like a normal person, just like maybe some scruffy looking guy, you know? When mm -hmm. you get into the battle, it is supposed to be his imagination warping them into these creatures. Uh -huh. That's why you see like these freaks, and yeah, like my favorite one is Squirmworm. It's just like a homeless guy in a sleeping bag, you know, it's all dingy and patched up. Uh, so he's yeah, got those video game brain rot. He's got video game brain rot. So the, yes. the, so the enemies yeah, you're fighting incredibly. are the Sujimon. And the, yeah, they are this case, this game's Pokemon. Um, They're like, uh, it's got, there's a whole Suji Dex. There's a, uh, there's a whole league you can do. There's a class you can unlock at one point. But you're not capturing homeless people like in Pal World, right? You're just, well, kind of. well no, you're giving them like gifts and having them join your team willingly. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so in this, they, in, like a dragon. Right, exactly. There, there are no balls. You're not throwing anyone, capturing them, but you do have the opportunity. You're giving you them a lovely gift, gift, and you're 
and you're telling them how much it would be mean to you if you joined were on their team or they were on your team. And then they have, you know, That's a little nice. cutscene where either they kick away the gift and they say no, or they they accept your gift. And oh, do they? Team. I didn't know they had that. That's that's an intro. I didn't know they had that cutscene. That's cool. Oh, so the equivalent oh, of like the ball you. rocking back and forth. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's funny. Um, and yeah, they they. I mean, it's 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 a a side story in the game, but it is kind of one of the obviously the larger side stories. Uh, you know, and in, in, you're fighting the discreet four or yeah the discreet four <laughs> it's the the main you know sujimon trainers and you're working your way up to defeat them and uh yeah that i mean usually the games have like that kind of storyline where you start the but usually it's the the arena though the like the fight arena you know they have like four guys you gotta work your way up but they want the sujimon uh-huh. with this and uh yeah, yeah, I like I kind of cut Greg off but uh, yeah it's a lot of fun it's it's not as complex as pokemon it's not like you know you got four different moves from each character to choose from. Thousands um, of IV types and shit. But, but, but there are, there are, it's, but it's not completely simplified. There are five types. There's, you know, uh, like a frost, a grass, and a fire. Those kind of have like a rock, paper, scissors. And then there's like a light and dark type, and that's just like a back and forth. Um, yeah, it's, Usually, it's not completely dumbed down, but obviously it's nowhere near Pokemon. It's, it's a fun, it's what you would expect from a, you know, a kind of a major side quest. Yakuza, sure. I, yeah, I, I kind of just got to it yesterday. I'm not as far as regular the game. I've been I've been messing around with it for a while. Good. Yeah, I uh, I got I unlocked that and I had such a blast with it. I got like really super deep into it and I com- completed the whole side quest immediately. Hmm. Like just blew you were, through it all. You were saying something about um that that being maybe like an issue completing too much side quest content before you really yes. Continue. So I've done. I mean, I've done a bu- I've done a lot of oh, basically every side thing I can do at the moment. Uh where all I all that's on my map is like the main mission. There's no like side stories. Uh I've basically like completed all the uh sub stories that I needed to do. And there are some areas I'm running around like uh one for example, I don't know if they started popping up because I'm uh like the Super Suji Mancer, but there's been legendary events popping up, like legendary raids. Mm-hmm. And when I go to them, they're these super jacked like level 60 dudes that just punch me and kill me instantly and i lose like a bunch of money i'm like all right i guess i just won't go to you guys anytime soon until i'm like ready to get you and do you feel that you would have been prepared for that if you had been doing the main content along i feel yeah if i would have done like the main content maybe like as as i would have got them maybe i would be you know a higher level and be able to fight them like when Cause yeah, they're level sixty, and I think I'm like level. I think I just hit thirty last night. I'm not certain though wow, that doing okay. more of the main story would actually. Cause it's not like I mean, you do get experience probably doing the main story, but you get tons of experience doing side content too. I would think it'd be the opposite, right? Cause I mean, would have That's just what happened. I would think. Well, I mean, I that's like kind of what happened to me is I I've been doing a tons of side content. I just got to chapter five. When I did the main thing, you know, I kind of got to end of chapter four, and it gives you like a check, like, "Hey, you're going to be doing a lot of combat. You should be at least, you know, X level." Uh, I wanted me to be level, I think, fifteen. It was like thirteen to fifteen, I think it said is a good range, and um, I was already level twenty-one. So, I mean, I I've had those requests. I mean, I mean, I this more like out fuckers. in like uh, like in out out in the streets. Maybe it was just that whole that one the the bad alley we were talking. I think about I think it's more time. so that you, you. Well, I mean, there are areas. I think it's more so that they. They probably expected you to, 
could do the Sujimon thing as you were doing the whole game <laughs> and not mainline <laughs> it. Because like that's kind of what I'm doing. I did I did the rookie league and I was like, all right, that's fine. I'm gonna go do the main story, uh, and I did a little bit more. And now I could do the bronze league, but I'm like, I'll wait until I'm a little bit stronger. Yeah, uh, that's, I was. I mean, the, that's obviously. I was like in, I was gonna say I was in like the divine league. Oh, uh, like probably like a couple hours. Yeah, later. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's obviously a point of contention with many games, like when to do the side content, because it's often not signposted. Like you should do this at this point and during the main content. But for Yakuza and uh, Like a Dragon, it's like especially contentious because the side content is so engrossing. You know, it's like I always feel like people are so. I've gotten a lot of like options also. First. Like I've gotten a lot of like you know uh, like pound mates for example. Pound mates is like a thing where you are able to phone call. Like if you do like certain side quests, you'll unlock a pound mate. It's basically a summon from Final Fantasy. I've gotten wow. a bunch of those, and a lot of them are like a decent amount of money that I at the time I did not have. So I was like, I guess I'll just never use you for the time being. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting. It's to the point I, where... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, just to the point where in like a dragon games it feels like the main content is often almost like completely overshadowed like it's like i'll get to that you know yeah what's the main story i don't know well i'm kind of interested in because so in in number seven it was pretty similar you you do the side stuff and if you did it all like you would kind of crush like the main stuff Hmm. except i I remember a very specific boss fight i don't know if you want to get into spoilers I, i don't have to very specific boss fight that even though I had done all the side content up until then, I still had to grind like half a dozen levels just to get up to be able to do this boss fight. There uh, were wow. bosses in the in uh, like a dragon, the first one, uh, where I they were so they were fucking crazy tough. They just ended up getting satellited by me a bunch of times, and my, the rest of my team just fed me uh, mana so I could keep doing it to them. It would be like my strongest move because they would just beat the shit out of me if I let them go too long. And it wasn't, I mean, it was pretty, I would say it was, you know, the, the boss fight particularly I'm thinking of was probably like 80% through the game. So it's not like it was just like, you know, you've been playing a few hours and nah, now you got to grind. I mean, it was at the end. I think it was like around the level 50s or something. Or like, I think I wanted was you to it be in level the, Was 50. it, uh, was it the, the fist man in the tower? Is that who you're talking about? Uh, him and I think right before... Or the guy him. who punches your heart and kills you instantly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm interested to see because so far, I mean, you know, I'm still very early in the story. So far, I have definitely out leveled the main story. Um, but I thought I did in, in, you know, number seven, and then towards the end, it fucking flipped the script. So I'm, I'm waiting to see if it, this does that as well. I'm, I have uh, right now. Uh, I did just, I did do a like a like one of those dungeon things where it's like, hey, you need to be this level. And it said it wanted me to be like 26 with like a three star, and I'm definitely way past that. I'm like 30 with uh, whatever the level, with whatever weapon I have. Right. Maybe they expect you to get super sidetracked, you know. <laughs> I mean, they throw so much stuff at you, not in even like a a bad way, not like an overwhelming way, but yeah. No, definitely not. It's just, and then they, they, after you're done, like literally last night, uh, I I just hit chapter eight and they brought me to a new area and they gave me a bunch of new other like little mini games they had that I didn't like, I was, I was like, oh my God, dude, are you kidding me? It was crazy. And new jobs, a bunch of new jobs started showing up too. 
mm-hmm. which are like the uh, classes you get in the game. See, here's the thing. I've played for uh, I've 32 hours on record. I have not even unlocked the ability to change my class yet. <laughs> uh, it's so, so crazy, dude. Jeez. Actually, we got Andy in the house now, so he can give his opinions on Infinite Wealth before we uh, end with that subject. Hey, Andy. Yeah, sorry, guys. I had a late day today. I'm coming in now having heard nothing on the pod so far. So No worries. Uh, I'm gonna all we've talked about is carefully. this game so far. Yeah, but I don't know why you talk about this game. I'm we talked about Sujimon. Okay. <laughs> Mostly Sujimon. A lot of side quest talk, you know? John, I feel like I'm farther in the game than you, but you said you're 32 hours. I feel like I have like 25. What have you been doing that I haven't been? Okay, actually, uh, my game time is 32. I don't know what my save time is, but like my Steam game time is like exactly 32. Yeah, it's my, it's my Steam time. Okay. Do you have any thoughts uh, on yeah. the game? Well, yeah, I'm, I think it's, you know, the, the, the cynical thing that I keep wanting to say because it feels so true. I'm sorry, Greg, you can cover yours for this one. Um, Yakuza 8, I think, is what Persona 5 fans claim Persona 5 is, for me at least. Like, it's just claim, that good. What do you and mean? It, huh. Uh, I think it's one of the best games. It's one of the best RPGs I've ever played. Not even just, like, the RPG stuff, but just, like, how complete of a game it is and how much shit there is to do, the mini games and all that. Like, as a game. Oh, as a RPG, game. It's got to be one of the best, right? Uh, I'd agree. I definitely yeah. would agree. I've, uh, I've had nonstop fun. I'm constantly thinking about this game the last couple of days. It's just, it's been on my head and I'm not, like, burned out or anything from it. I constantly, every time I get up in the morning to go to work, I constantly think about, eh, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't need to go to work today. I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah, I mean, obviously we're playing the game right now, you know, it's fresh in our memories, but, um, you know, every, every moment of this game has been just jam-packed with either, you know, some sort of style or just new mechanic or just, I mean, it, it's, yeah, I, I would, I would definitely say. I mean, obviously, you know, long way to go. Um, I'm I'm digging it more than seven right now, and it's definitely on my way to being like, uh, you know, favorite in the series. Okay, more than seven. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that it's it's because I mean, it has everything seven does, and then it literally just builds upon improves it, improves upon it, and I mean, That's in every crazy. single section, just you know, in the combat. You know, any little complaints you could have had. Well, they're, they're not even little complaints. Dude, all they're the fair new complaints. combat improvements are so cool. Like, they have a follow up. Your uh, characters can do follow ups with you, where they'll, like, if you attack, they'll join if uh, join in on your attack with you. It's kind of cool. Well, yeah. So, I mean, in, in number seven, you know, it's your standard turn based affair. You know, you hold somebody attack and they attacked. Um, and you had a little bit of wiggle movement around. You could kind of move your character, not that it would do much. But yeah, in this game, they really kind of turned up the notch. Um, you know, you, you have like a little area around you that you can move your character and, you know, depending, you know, so if an enemy is, uh, they have their guard up, like they're, they're blocking or whatever, you either have to do a grapple move to them or break their block. Or if you can position yourself behind them, you can attack their back. Um, and there's certain attacks that have knockback and I'll show you like a little arrow and you can knock back enemies, you know, into other enemies. 
So you're not just kind of clicking through your attacks anymore. You're kind of looking at your environment, being like, oh, I want to kind of get on this side of the guy and push him this way. Or, mm. oh, there's like a weapon here. I want to stand next to it. Because if you stand next to a weapon when you start your attack, you use that weapon for the attack. Um, same thing now, when you're being more... Sorry. Okay. Is that more tactically intensive than 7 was? Absolutely. So yeah, 7, like I said, I mean, you, you did have an area to move around, but that was more just for flavor. I mean, you could grab weapons, actually, but, you know, it certainly wasn't things like, you know, knocking them, you know, oh, I got a guy in between me and Kiryu, I'm going to hit him really quick, because you know, they're also do, moving as well, too. So, you know, you kind of how much quickly. you move, like, how much you grab weapons, and I don't think with weapons throwing was, or how much you use the weapons in this, I don't remember doing that much in, like, a dragon, or if at all. I feel like you're always you're always picking shit up and just throwing it at people. Sure, I mean if it wasn't there, yeah, they definitely added more. Um, That's cool. Yeah, yeah, just so much. Yeah, you can kind of try and pinball them in between your characters and stuff, and you know, so and, and it's not like they're running around sprinting, but you know, they're kind of also strafing, you know, while you're doing this um, turn-based combat. So it's you know, you kind of have to be quick with it as well. Um, and when they're attacking you, you know, there's like a perfect guard. You know, you can press B as they're hitting you to kind of, you know, do a perfect block. Um, yeah, the combat itself is much more involved. Um, yeah, the, the list of activities, you know, the little side quests, the Sujumon, um, smaller ones, like there's like a kind of a crazy task, taxi-esque uh, food delivery um, minigame. It's pretty fun. Uh, I no, know actually, that raises a question with Greg. In in Yakuza's one through six, did the brawling combat get like more and more complex as the games went along? Uh some did. Yes, in every every Yakuza game, would they added different fighting styles for each character? Okay, it was okay. Kind of, it. Yeah, some yeah. like some and some of them had crazy fighting styles. Like uh, I've talked about it a few times. In uh, four, they introduced the character Aki uh, Shinakiyama. And he just, all his things are exclusively, like, uh, kicking moves. It's completely different from how you would play, like, uh, Kiryu. I wouldn't say they necessarily upgraded, but they definitely at least, like, side-graded. What's the word for that? kept expanding it, widening the... Uh, fleshed it out more, if I would say. Well, there would, there would be different ones. So, like, you know, in Yakuza 0, you know, I'm, I don't even know if this is correct, but whatever, for one Yakuza game, you know, the leveling up system would be maybe tied to your money. Um, and it would just be a kind of a different way to level up. And then the next game, it would be, you know, based on the activities you did. You know, if you fought, you would get, you know, red orbs, and red orbs would be able to level up physical things. And if you ate, you'd get purple orbs. And, you know, each one would kind of be a different, you know, obviously you'd still be fighting, but, like, maybe different ways to level up, or, yeah, experimenting with different fighting styles. Um, but but in this in seven to eight it is just like a flat out just I mean same system but just upgrading you know everything in it so I would say it's it's unique in that that way. All right, all right. Um. Yeah, because I thought it might have like invigorated them, you know, changing over to this gameplay style in or this entirely different genre in seven might have reinvigorated them to be like, you know, here's a whole new uh set of tools to play with here's a whole new sandbox to play in you know the new yeah, jobs sure. they added for this game are so cool well that's the thing too i can't even speak on that yeah yeah yeah. i mean i know they had oh, different man. classes in number seven but yeah i can't even i mean i imagine they're you know like everything else are even better in this game um 
I'm, I'm sure they're super cool. Uh, what, well, another thing in the combat I haven't actually unlocked, but it was in the demo. Um, I don't know if Greg has unlocked this yet, but he's played the demo, so he knows. Is that I, uh, John, Kiryu, I know what it is, and it I haven't unlocked it yet. When Kiryu, okay, so it's, I'm guessing it's a late game thing because it's very powerful. Um, Kiryu has like a super like move or a heat mode, whatever you want to call it, um, where basically he breaks out of turn based mode, and you get like 10, 15 seconds to just run around like in brawler mode, like the traditional <laughs> games, and just beat the shit out of people. Uh, That's funny. Oh yeah, I'm, that was in the demo, but it, we obviously kind of passed where the demo was, so I'm guessing that was just kind of a late There's game thing a, they let you play with. Uh, so I'm excited to, to get the, that too. The demo for the game when we for you got for uh, Gaiden, it had, it was all mixed up, like a bunch of like uh, different parts of the game just put together. Yeah, that's nice for a demo, yeah. which is yeah, pretty seamlessly too. Like not, not yeah, like, you know, like oh, I'm here now. Oh, I'm, yeah, I, I didn't even couldn't tell. I love when uh, games break the fourth wall with like. Um, that that kind of thing, like breaking the gameplay conventions because they're bringing in, you know, a different world or a different a, a character from a different entire genre of game. You know, yeah, it's no, always definitely limited number of examples one can think of, but like, it's 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 great. Yeah, like um, I mean, one one just off the top of my head is what when uh Kuma, well then they put him in Tekken. Uh, you know, because from Street Fighter the series, uh, you know, he, but he played. Comp- like he would in Street Fighter, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually, I mean, I'm, you know, loving. I think uh, in Smash Brothers, uh, Ryu does that. If you play Ryu like you would a fighting game, he does more damage. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Smash Brothers is a classic example. I mean, I think most of their characters they brought in from like you know, there's fighting game series usually do have like a little, you know, kind of thing. I know Flat or Flash, <laughs> Cloud has like a fucking what's that super meter thing in um. They call it limit break in number nine. Maybe they call uh, it that number seven too. I think yeah, it's limit. Yeah, it's limit break. Yeah, he has like a little limit break bar, and you know, Mac has his like KO bar and stuff. Yeah, I, I do like. Smash Bros is a great example of that. Um, uh, well, let's move on for now, and then when Andy uh, does his roundtable, he can uh, continue his thoughts on the game. You can come back around for him. Yeah, that's fine. I've said okay. all what I needed to say. I like right, that game. Right, I love that game. It's it's a it's a good one. Yes, and that exhausts your uh, what you've been doing. Yeah, you've been and that that exhausts it. my roundtable. Okay, John, how about you continue after uh, we've talked about Infinite Wealth? What else have you been doing? Sure. I mean, other than Infinite Wealth, uh, I think that my other time actually is <laughs> I have even more time in this game than Infinite Wealth. Uh, I'm playing Entrouded. I might have yeah. talked about it briefly. Maybe not we last week. We talked about week. it a little bit. I remember. We hadn't barely um, gotten to anything at that point. Right. We've done so We're Entrouded kind of fucking veterans now. You know, we've been in the shit. <laughs> in uh, the you guys have been killing it. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, I've had I've had tons and tons of fun with this. I think we're, we're not done with it yet. I mean, you know, obviously we're not doing more playthroughs. We're not to the end of our first playthrough yet, but I think no. we're definitely on that final push i think we may have maybe one more you know upgrade to the shrine and then check out what that unveils and then uh and then we'll see i guess so the reason i'm thinking that specifically is because i believe we we unlocked a well, i think it's not really a mystery it's steel we unlocked like the the recipe or whatever for steel but it doesn't even have like a, a little thumbnail picture it was just like a, a cube and it just said the word 
the I was like, maybe so, it's just a placeholder. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> placeholder. So I'm guessing once we get there, it's gonna be like you've reached the end of early access, but we'll see. I know if there are um, also places on the map that say world. something like, or, or just like empty, barren, because they're not. No, I think there are. I, believe, I haven't. Yeah, I think I haven't, I haven't gone up there myself. But I, I think if you go to the north or the mountains, I, I think it might say something like, "You've reached the end of the early access area." Um, so I think for us, it's going to be like, um, it's going to be like grounded, grounded, where yeah. we keep coming back to it as more content is added to the early access. You know. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. And I'm excited to do that. I've been really enjoying this experience with it. And uh, we'll be excited to to come back to it as the years go by, you know. Certainly, you know, I I dabble in survival games, uh, you know, grounded included, and you know, since Valheim, I don't think I've reached quite that high yet. You know, we've played Small Lands, uh, very fun one. You know, grounded. Um, I didn't play the Forest too, but even watching them guys play, and those are all good games. I'm wrong. I think they're all worth playing. If you like survival, you can play them all. I think Entrouded is definitely. Maybe even peaked. I don't know. It's it's tough to say. You know, it's still popular in the memory. It's cool. Maybe even peaked. It's the, pretty the Valheim cool. fun. Yeah. Um, I I've been absolutely loving playing this. And you know, the more I thought, yeah, you know, I keep calling it a survival game, and I think it's what it's advertised as. But uh, I, I really think that it. I think I said this. It's more of a, a an action adventure, a co-op action adventure game, uh, with survival progression. Um, yes. If you think about as it, it's said. not like. You don't need to eat or drink. I mean, those things can boost your stats, but you won't die. It's not like you have a thirst meter and you're going to get dehydrated and lose health. Yep. Uh, you know, it's not like we're going in different biomes. You know, it's like, oh, this is the desert biome. You got to wear your clothes or you're going to get overheated. There's no... And, and maybe they plan to add this stuff later. I don't know. But as of right now, you know, no weather system. Um, you know, re repairing your gear, you know, it doesn't cost, uh, you know, half the materials or anything like that to do it. You just boom, you go to the the workbench. Um, you know, same thing with even building. You know, a lot of crafting games, you know, if you put a wall up and you want to move it, it's either, you know, fuck you, tough luck, you just wasting the material, or we'll be nice and give you half of it back. You know, this game, you just get the full thing back. Um, yeah, for a game that has area, many areas that you have to, like, unlock the ability for it not to instantly kill you, and even then it slowly kills you, it's a surprisingly lenient game and a, a calm one, a chiller variety of, you know, adventure survival crafting game than I think others we've seen. Certainly. I mean, you even when you die, you know, you do drop some of your stuff, but not, nothing in your hotbars. You have mm -hmm. two fucking hotbars. I mean, yeah, I, I would say, you know, it is a survival game, but, uh, you know, I, I would certainly recommend it to people who don't even like survival games. I would say, just try it. You know, I would, I'm not going to recommend, you're not going to guarantee you're going to love it, but yeah. I would recommend it. Uh, the one thing that I was, the one other thing that I was going to mention about Enshrouded was uh, the bug that happened to us that seemed to be happening to many people, which was we, uh, we got rolled back at one point. We lost a day's worth of progress, which um, doesn't seem that bad, but in these early days of like super intense progress, you know, a, a day can mean whole tiers of progress in terms of, you know, the, um, the items and your, your characters and even the world state and your building and stuff like that. So when we got rolled back a day, it like almost killed our enthusiasm, especially John who had done a huge construction project. Um, but that just shows the power of the game, like how, uh, engrossing, enjoyable it is that, 
as soon as it seemed like it was pretty much resolved or it seemed like it maybe wouldn't have it again, we could not help ourselves but jump right back in and just, uh, you know, get back nose to the grindstone, get back on the horse. Yeah, yeah, and, definitely. And, you know, and that kind of reminded me. So, you know, this is an early access game that comes with, you know, all those kind of problems. Um, one thing that it almost amused me about this game is that, it, you know, it has you know, everything we've talked about and praised it for, all these little systems, but then it's missing some of the most basic things that you can, like, imagine from a game. Like, the just the ability, you know, you can only split a stack in half. I yeah. cannot just take a certain amount of items and then just give it to me. Uh, and there was a few other small things like that. Just tiny, tiny things that don't like ruin the experience. But you're just like, that's weird. Why is it like that? And I'm sure it those things strange. will be added. I'm almost positive. Like, they're just too small not to. Um, yeah, that's funny. Uh, and also, another thing I've seen very recently on the scene, I think today, is a security reminder basically telling people to, you know, put passwords on their server and stuff. They want them to stay private. I think it's really funny because obviously we wouldn't do this, but we we did, you know, briefly kind of mention it as like a, a good bit. It's, you know, just joining somebody's server. And, you know, there's no permissions on anything. It's not like, you know, in a game like Ark or something. It's another one of those things where it's like a very basic thing they don't have. Uh, you know, a game like Ark, you know, if you build something... You can kind of put permissions on who can interact with it or who can break it down or anything like that. Mm -hmm. One trout, it's just free-for-all. So you could, in theory, join a public server, you know, run over to somebody's building, just fucking tear it all down, and then just jet out of there. Yeah, um, the old the old days of griefing could return. Certainly, I mean, <laughs> obviously, yeah, it's like if you're just like a complete asshole, you know, you could do that. But like, yeah, yeah so... It, um. I don't know. It's something early access, early access. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing we have to worry about. <laughs> Obviously, it's all friends on our server, you know. But yes. it would be a pretty big bummer, I, I could imagine, if, if you were... I, mean, I don't even know if they have public servers. You know, we're, we're on a server that, that one of us is, is renting. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it works in the in the real world. Uh, yeah, yeah, you guys you guys just keep your little peasant peasant village and live. <laughs> Let the king handle, handle that. <laughs> Yeah, great. Uh, so even, yeah, we're in lo love and trotted. Totally, totally looking forward to seeing more. You know, it's funny. Right, I think you know, right after Entrouded had like a, you know, a little news report. You know, one million players reached. Lee Valheim uh, set out developer blog today. And like, guys, hey, we're we're still working on our game. It's gonna, <laughs> it's fucking Ashlands is coming out. Please. I love that the 1 million player count announcement got made around the time that the rollback bug was happening. <laughs> I don't know, it was like perfect timing back those for... numbers. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah what else you been doing, John? That's it, man. Entrotted and oh, Infinite very fucking cool. Wealth, yeah, man. Two man, huge really, time I, uh, things. I wish Infinite Wealth didn't come out or, you know, Entrotted came out later, but I, I've had to severely cut my Entrotted time to... To do Hawaii time. Oh, you'll get it's another tough. replay. My vacation or my vacation? <laughs> Which vacation do I choose? Um, Andy, what have you been up to? We got him back after a little bit of audio issues, but we want to hear from Andy. Uh, thank you. Yes, sorry. I was actually here. I don't know how much of that's going to end up. I, I showed up late, and then I had audio issues, right, as you guys were talking about Infinite Wealth. So apologies if I 
retread anything. Right. But uh, clearly, you know, everybody's loving that game. I, I think it's it's a strong pick for a game of the year. It's only January, and for me, yeah, it's it's like what Persona Five fans kept telling me that Persona Five is to them. Um, and I tried Persona Five. Uh, I, I admire the game, but found it not really up to my tastes. But it's like, oh, okay, this is what a really, really good, well-crafted modern RPG feels like. And it's kind of cheating a little bit because it's just such a great game. And the fact that, like, the fact that it's an RPG is almost like secondary to everything else in the game that makes it great. Like, sounds like you guys talked about mm-hmm. Sujimon. I'm right there now in my game uh, playing the Sujimon leagues. Uh, Sutton, my buddy Sutton, was watching me last night play it. Um, and, you know, he's played like Yakuza 1 through 3. He's not a, a diehard fan of the series or anything, but he's familiar with it. And when he was watching the Sujimon, he's like, is that the combat in this game? You're just sending other people to attack? And I'm like, oh, no, dude, this is a different game inside of this game. It's like... <laughs> It's kind of crazy, and I know there's at least one more other game inside this game I haven't gotten to. Um, well, what's even crazier, right? And I haven't unlocked the classes, so I haven't got to mess with it. Sujimon is the game inside the game. However, there is a class, the Sujimancer. I got that class, do, yeah. Where you do use your Sujimon in actual combat in the game yeah yup you get to so, pick you get a whole new section and you get to pick one from each type and then you set your that one as it and depending on how powerful they are they uh they hit hard damn so it's like you're playing the mini game now carried over into the real game the for being a grandmaster i i have a feeling and i'm of course projecting and reading too much into it but i have a feeling that like yakuza 7 kind of elevated this whole series profile like by the time the Yakuza 7 came out, people were playing those games. We're starting to like, okay, this isn't just Japanese GTA. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like I said, it's a little bit of projection because that's also kind of like around when I hopped on. It feels like Yakuza 8 is like them being like, okay, now we have the whole world's attention. We have to make the best one of these games we've ever made. And so far, it's really knocking it out of the park for me. I mean, I, I have actually zero complaints. It's just such a fun, good time. I love this game. Can't wait to it's keep great. playing it. Oh, you know, hold on. We we mentioned the, the entrotted bug, so I do have to mention I got caught in infinite negative wealth. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was running on the beach, and so normally in the game, when you run to a crowd of NPCs or whatever enemies, you know, you enter the fight, and if you run away or if you die, well, if you if you die, they take some money. Um, but if you run away or if you die, they they disappear. They just kind of evaporate and they let you leave. I don't know for whatever reason. I was on the beach and I shouldn't have been there because it was like these guys were tougher than me. And it shows you that, like it you know, kind of gives you a little indication of the level. I ran past them. They picked a fight with me, and I I almost beat them. And then I died, and I was like, oh, that's over. And then it respawned <laughs> me, and it immediately started the fight. And I was like, wait, what? I ran away, and this happened no, no less than five times before I finally like went on Discord and like, guys, I'm fucking stuck in a loop. And then it happened fucking four more times. It was just, oh, I, you know what I think it was? It was sometimes around the map you can find uh, enemies that have little crowns in their head, and 
those, once it ties into the Sujimon, once you beat them, um, usually they're like a unique type of enemy. And once you beat them, you can offer them a present, and, you know, they join you or they tell you to fuck off. Uh, they're like kind of like stuck there. So I guess he did not despawn. Yeah, I was stuck in this loop, and I probably lost like $500 either, you know, dying to them over and over. Um, I wasted like fucking three smoke balls, which are like, you know, pretty much like a get out of combat free yeah. card. You know, on the times I did run away, and they just, just kept looping me, dude. And eventually, Andy had a good idea. He was like, can you pause, you know, in between the ass beatings? And a few times I couldn't. It was just too quick. But one time, I, I got the right fucking timing. I, I got in there, and I got a taxi out. So beware when you're on the beach, folks. It ain't it ain't all fun out there in Hawaii, all right? <laughs> dude, there are people that will fuck you up. My first experience with, like, actually wandering into a high-level zone was, like, chasing sub stories very early game on the beach and like the first couple i did you know there's like not even any even many enemies there and if there are they're like level four or five and then you step like you know 10 paces east and all of a sudden uh you're dealing with like level 25 dudes who just wipe you it's 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 kind of funny there on that same beach there's a side story i wanted to get to but there were so many people guarding like blocking it I proceeded to go down to the water, go into the water, <laughs> swim out and around, and go around them completely. I mean, I, I remember watching uh, John play that, uh, try to get to that sub story. He was like playing like a stealth game, totally unintended. Trying to I do, and I, I remember fucking John ran past it and my shit screaming. John, it was her, it was her. And you hear people going, Hey, it's not a show, a-hole. What are you doing? I know, that's another thing real quick. Those NPCs, man, they just... There's somebody walking by, and you're just like, God, I want to kill you. Yeah. Like, what the fuck did I do to you, dude? That it's or hilarious, the, that dude. Or I, I was saying, they just constantly go, just saying a show, asshole, and they proceed to look you <laughs> right in the eyes and approach you, and you're like, whoa, dude, I'm just like, I'm in a mall. I'm just here to do my thing. It makes me wonder, like, what, has the series always had that edge or, and we just didn't understand it because it was in Japanese when they would shout that shit or is that just part of the Americanism because I, I, I think so because I you in Yakuza you'd always you know, shout something but we don't know what it says because we don't have subtitles and we can't speak yeah, it but in this true. one we are hearing him say hey man eat my ass get the hell look, stop <laughs> looking at me I'm going to kick the shit out of you or I'm going to sue you <laughs> right this um, the lawsuit talk I think I won't call it a complaint, but a funny observation. Uh, it's the first Yakuza game set in America, and uh, like 30 hours in, I have uh, four party members. None of them are American. Mm-hmm. Well, That's not true. Uh, Tomizawa was uh, American. Is he, he American? Can't. He's Hawaiian. Okay. Eric, Eric Tomizawa? Well, he might American? actually, I can't remember if he was born in Japan. I but thought he, he was like know, half Japanese, Hawaii. half Hawaiian, or something like that. Still, still counts. His first name's like Tony or something, right? It's Eric. His first name's Eric. Yeah. Eric, there you Eric go. Tomes, yeah. Eric Tomizawa. Fair, fair enough. Um, that smacks of like what you'd find in a lot of manga or anime where even when they introduce like Western stuff, it's always like, oh yeah, but they're half like, Japanese, yeah. half American or something like that. Or it's like a little bit of, you know, a gray area between culturally relevant to us and therefore relatable Versus like a little bit of foreignness in them, just enough. I guess the main antagonist group is a good example of that, where like, uh, you know, very, very slight spoiler is it. So far, it's, it seems to be pitched to me that the main antagonist of the game is uh, a sect of Yakuza that have set up in Hawaii. 
which Ugh. you know that's the name of the game of course but it's just funny like it's not like it's American so funny games that the, or anything. the yakuza just keeps popping up yeah though actually no i guess i it's, love it i guess i'm being a little hyperbolic because there is a major gang like more american style gang that's uh in the story as well you, the, the barracudas i was like you've seen that i think you guys are yeah the barracudas you've seen them walking let, the street. i was kind of let down by that i mean since you're, you guys are both well i don't want to i don't want to say anything uh this. yeah i'm not gonna say i was a little let down with the barracudas i'll say that. if i can say anything negative about yakuza so far john I'm, I'm gonna say keep keep that in mind just keep it in mind man all right i keep yeah if you're talking about like the the dungeon where you go through and fight them uh i being very vague, I don't know how far you are. By the time boss I... fight, the boss fight. Oh yeah, okay. I I, I know the barracudas. Yeah, I was like that guy is like this is what I'm supposed to be scared of. Seriously. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I would just say just I'll... just remember remember that whole fight and like as, as later on you'll 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 find out thing right. in, in Yakuza fashion. You know, you you're right. It is amazing. You know, you brought up Yakuza fashion. Like I was never bored during the intro. Um, of which this game probably has, at least of the Yakuza games I played, the longest uh, intro to, to to really get going. Um, but it's amazing how like there were once there was a moment or two where I was like, all right, I'm ready for it to pick up the pace, and then all of a sudden it would be a cutscene about the Seryu clan and talking about Yakuza politics. And for some reason, the series just has a great voice when it starts doing that to draw you all the way the fuck in. You're like, wait, y'all, these guys are from the Tojo clan. What the fuck? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, uh, what 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 more is there to say about? It? I mean, it's it's uh, very quickly. There's not much more to say. We're not. We won't we're still we're still so early. I think. Yeah, there are like. So, I mean, I'm. I I think there's twelve chapters in in it. There's twelve chapters. Is that what you said? I I, I believe there's twelve chapters. Maybe I think there, twelve, thirteen. There's, yeah, that's usually yeah, it's usually around that. I might have I might have read something wrong, but I thought I read it was like seventeen chapters in this game. Oh, I mean, I, I'm just going. Uh, I, that, I, didn't I mean, mean that, anything. that that would. I was kind of going on either. the the normalish Yakuza game. Usually they're around there. Yeah, but uh, I'll but tell you did, what. You know, they did say this is the longest one yet, though. So I would they did, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. I mean, true. I'm I'm already feeling thirty hours in, only on chapter four, like. God, I'm gonna be at a loss of what to do when this game ends. I don't want this game to end. Yeah, I feel you. Well, luckily for me, I haven't shrouded. You know, I go back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't farm. Yeah. I guess I'll go back to the All Golden the Sun and play come out. some shitty RPG from two decades. Uh, yeah, no, you can't go back to an RPG. That's just gonna be murder. It's gonna kill me. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I gotta go play Doom or something. Just the complete opposite. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll just quit video games I, uh, until Yakuza Nine. I was I was talking to Charlie a little bit about it, uh, but I see he, uh, Persona Three comes out in a couple of days, and I was saying, man, you know, I'm gonna wait for that because if I play Yakuza and then I go to another uh, turn-based RPG, I'm gonna, I'm, saying, blow my, dude, I'm, gonna I'm gonna go hard. I'm gonna go fucking crazy. Uh, uh, Andy, what else have you been doing? Uh, re- really, you know, my wife's been work. And Yakuza in the last week. I haven't even really been. Um, I haven't even really been doing stuff for the tabletop game. Um, so that's about it. Uh, let me look through real quick. I'm pulling up my cyberpunk movie spreadsheet. There might be a, a film or two <laughs> we watched that I haven't had a chance to talk about yet. 
Uh, rewatched Escape from New York. I still like that movie, but there's something about our watch. Like, I, I wasn't really feeling it when we were watching it. I don't, I don't know what it was. Maybe, maybe it was just not the right mood or whatever, but, um. Could be. It's a good movie, but of, of the list that we've seen so far, it's not one of my favorites, uh, of my cyberpunk movie list. Uh, but I, I've also seen that movie a lot, you know, so it's like. I, I knew all the beats going into it more than most of these other movies, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched rewatched Demolition Man. I rewatched Ex Machina. Um, it's a good, good watch. Great watch. Yeah. I think that's about all I've been doing the last week. Um, mostly because okay. a little bit of cyberpunk movies, but uh, yeah. I need to get back into preparing content for you guys for our tabletop game uh probably gonna hit that hard this weekend and yeah yeah well take your time i get it i i i I was hey look i was like knee deep in doing tabletop stuff and then these games came out and i literally just i haven't even you know i usually have like a page or like a tab open i haven't fucking opened anything up no i've completely just stopped working i feel you for me it's like it's not even like you guys are cool with it. I, I get that. It's more like it's supposed to be a weekly thing. And if I, you know, let myself take too many weeks of breaks off, all of a sudden I, I've lost the routine of that I've developed in getting that stuff together. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no, yeah, I get that. yeah. I feel like this is a special uh, ex- example or a special, I agree, you know, sure. occasion, it feels like. For sure. You know, uh, definitely. Like John was saying, like, I'm so. Like, usually I have something on on my other screen. With Yakuza, I have just had that on. I'm just dead focused on that, and I just can't stop. I'm crazy focused into it. What a game, man. What a game. I'm I'm excited to keep talking about it as we all limp along. But at least you've been wetting your mind with cyber film in the meantime. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm thinking of cyberpunk every day and cool stuff that might happen and things i want right. to try and do but i know like us going I to know, hawaii i was gonna yeah, say i know john sure. did say it but i'm excited for our hawaii episode yep you guys are gonna go to hawaii uh i haven't figured so out a brain dance hawaii dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the way i'll do it is that you need to solve a, a mystery by doing a brain dance in hawaii <laughs> and i'll just and you'll stop playing that <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> you know the blue yeah. ass songs <laughs> Um, the map will just be, uh, uh, like the game map from Yakuza. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> we're, gonna have, we're gonna have an advantage, Craig. They're not gonna know what, they're gonna be like, where should we go to hang out? Where should we go? We're gonna say, Revolver. Uh, yeah, I'd like idiots. to go to Revolve, you <laughs> dumbasses. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta, life. I gotta do a few, uh, days over at, uh, at Crazy Eats. Yo, I'll... <laughs> Very slight spoiler. I'd say slight spoiler because I don't even know the details. Um, I was on a, not Reddit, but a different similar thing that people were talking about this game, and I had spoiled for me a little bit. There were secret locations in Hawaii, such as a secret gambling parlor. I don't know where there is that, uh, but you can find the shit out I there. didn't. I didn't want to tell you guys that, but there is. Jeez. There's a few oh. of them. I just you know what worries me. What's that? Not worries. I've noticed 
you know, because when I when I got the crazy food delivery, I, I kind of only dabbled in it. I think I did, I, you know, I got an S rank in like the easy, normal, maybe hard. I noticed in all of the mini games that Sujimon, uh, probably one other I'm forgetting, you know, they have a point thing. Oh yeah, picking up the fortune. Yeah, have a point thing. That too. Usually you can sp you spend the points, and a lot of them have items. For your fucking Animal Crossing island. And I want my island to be as good as possible. So I feel like, you know, I'm going to have to fucking grind this shit out now. Oh, yeah. Uh, just some tiny spoilers for island. Uh, there is an online mode where you're able to share your island with other people. And you can have a... You can put your Sujimon team at that island and they have to fight them. If they want the uh, full completion list. Wow. You have to get through game. my thermal worm to get to yeah. me. Yeah, you'll have to get through my army of therm worms if you want that stamp, bud. That's I, I cool. just, uh, you know, we didn't really talk about this last thing, I swear. Uh, <laughs> the Sujimon, you can evolve them as well. You know, they have different yeah. forms. So I, my main guy, I was, I was rocking a long time. I think his name was like, uh, or maybe just Silver Statue. I don't know. I was rocking oh, he's, Silver a, statue. he's a statue performer guy. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yep. He's one of those, like, you know, yeah, don't move guys. That's the evolved version of the Bronze Age, right? Something like that? That is the evolved, yep. the, the evolved version, but I got Hindu I've evolved. heard rumors. I was like, oh, the golden I've heard rumors of a golden one. Oh, a golden God. statesman. Yeah, he's just like a fucking Fuck gold yeah. version of the, you know, moving statue guys. Our old friend, the living statue. Next, we have crusting, crusty jugglers. I have a uh, a big chunk of money. So I've been using it, and I've been buying uh, the gotchas from uh, Sujimon, which are uh, there's they have a bunch of like uh, pinball machine or like uh, gumball machines, which just have random Sujimon in it, so, and you can put in tickets or you can pay money, and you can yeah, roll and you can get system. certain rail one real. Oh, it's so cool. These are Not people, real money, correct? These are yeah, they're, they're yeah. well. <laughs> I would yeah. call them. People. That's why it's really funny because so when, when you when you start the quest right like. The guy, the prof the professor, obviously. Professor Suji. He gives you <laughs> three like guys in like you know karate geese as like your kind of the yellow boys. Starters. You, before you even before you even pick your starter Sujimon, he kind of gives you them oh. as like a placement to use. And you know they kind of when you're doing the the actual like side story missions when you're like facing the discrete four, they show up in cutscenes. Yeah, and they're very clearly like people with their own wants and desires, and like, oh, I'm gonna go do this later. But yeah, then every now and then, uh, Ichimon will be like, oh yeah, I forgot, he's a Sujimon, and I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, he's clearly just a per like, why? What is that? Yeah, you have that quite a few times actually. You have that happening in those cutscenes, right? And then you go to your fucking Suji PC to to do the the awakening, and you're. Literally, this is not me me injecting oh, yeah. words. You are feeding Sujimon to other Sujimon. Like that does oh, say God. that word for word. That is that is the language. Your Sujimon feed them copies of themselves. Yeah, like if you get like duplicates, you can you know, and it makes sense. You can combine them to make a better Sujimon. But the the con the language of the game is that you are feeding them. That's just to, uh, trimming uh, threads of fate for people's lives. Something like well, that. Well, to a to actually level them up. You 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 ground up, I guess, Suji food. There's different tiers of it. And you put it in like a shake, and then you can like give it to them. It's like a quick level up. Uh, yeah, I mean they're very much they're people. Yeah, they're, they're no definitely doubt. people. It's 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 certainly not like a pal world thing where like when they enter the ball and they're not a person anymore, they're a pal. Right. You know that's the distinction. 
you you can't uh you can't dissuade me. The Sujimon are people. I I love that's They're a, just creeps that also want to be pets. I don't know. I I God, I wish you guys were further so I could say things, but I'm not. It's maybe just, a good way to like just know. Oh, go ahead, Gray. Sorry. I was just saying, just know there the there's some freaks out there. There's some real freaks. It's maybe a good way to like end cap it. Like I think the Sujimon thing and the shit we were just talking about, just like an example of like this is a game that is that like Yakuza's always been like wacky and that kind of thing. But I you know after playing this game, you could you can maybe look at those other games like they were kind of holding their punches a little bit. And this is the team. It feels like just really going wild with it. Like the Sujimon minigame we're talking about, like maybe in the other games there were like mini games where you would control groups of people to defy other groups of people. But they were always very storied and like uh, filled with context. Like you're the clan creator, right? You're you're running this clan, uh, Majima's construction crew. In this game, you're literally just battling homeless people who are who are eating each other. <laughs> it, the game the game does not care about how insane its ideas are. It just cares about that it's fun and wacky. In that way, I keep saying that you know, obviously, it's a sequel to Like a Dragon One or Yakuza Seven. And I, it, but I didn't feel this during Yakuza 7. This game feels like a true sequel in heart to Earthbound to me. Uh, straight down to having um, literally some of the same enemy types. You know, Earthbound being a, um, an urban JRPG as well. Uh, but just that, that set satirical bent to it all. The, the, the higher than life thing. Even in Like a Dragon 7, if this kind of crazy shit was happening, there would be some character who's like a dot you would be like, the voice of of the of realism would be like, well, that's not actually happening. It's just Ichiban thinks he's playing Dragon Quest, so this is the crazy things that Ichiban yeah. imagines. There's, you know, there was a line like that at the very beginning of the game, but unlike Yakuza Seven, that's not like constantly reminded to you. It's just this is the world that we're in. I I love how absurd it is and how just insane it, insane it all is. It is, of course, a commentary on uh, American classism. Of course. Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, Andy, will that do it for you? That'll do it for me. Okay. Then let's take a break. And after the break, we'll come back with my roundtable. And if we have some news, news, we'll talk about some crazy news. So see you then. See you everybody in a bit. Uh, hey, everybody. It's Vito. Uh, super happy to be here. Uh, couldn't be here this week, so I pre-recorded my segment talking about Yakuza Infinite Wealth. Uh, yeah, looks like a PS2 game. Uh, gotta say, the the I'm so lot happy of graphics really aren't doing it for that. me. I would have lost uh, my goddamn mind, dude. I would have you know, flipped my shit. Hey, I'm just saying, I'm happy for I the guys out the there enjoying the game. It looks like a fucking joke, dude. Super, super happy for everybody who's enjoying it, but uh, Vice City came out 20 years ago, guys. You know. It's not that cool. Welcome back. Uh, let's get into my roundtable to finish us off here, and then we'll have the news. Sweet. You're the only one uh, of us that has not all, really been doing Yakuza. Correct. Well, and, yeah. But you have been doing Enshrouded, so, you know. Yeah. What else you got? But what else can a person possibly do? What else? You know, if the wealth is so infinite, then how can one escape it? <laughs> Um, Other than going I finished negative wealth, as we discussed with John. Oh, shit. Yeah. Is that what I've been doing? I finished uh, Alan Wake 2. Oh, cool. Did finish that. 
Uh, I guess I wasn't here last week. I didn't even uh, hear about you finishing Control in the DLC, but I assume you did that first. Yeah, yeah. And I enjoyed the yeah. I enjoyed that all the, the whole experience a lot, even the second time playing through, and the cool. DLCs I enjoyed. Um, yeah, and then I had started Alan Wake two, hadn't gotten very far into it, only a few chapters, and now finished it. Um, I would say my opinion of it is generally positive. Uh, got a number of problems with it. Really? And I did take some notes on it, but I don't know. Um, the rest of you all played I mean, John it. And Greg... I'm, I'm happy to bunker myself if this is a conversation is productive for spoilers. Well, that's the thing. I'm like, John and Greg were pretty um, laconic, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, didn't have many words to say about their, like their takes on it at the time. So I, I feel a bit odd kind of like waxing on about it. Uh, I, I think know. it's valid and good content to bounce your experience off these these guys. They they've had sure. a they played the game when it came out and they've had like a month and a half now to marinate in it and you've just finished it. Okay. I think that's reason enough that it could be interesting. If you want me to bunker myself. All right. Sure, sure. All right. See you later, listeners. Uh, later. Hey, these guys are probably gonna make really unkind comments about me as soon as I'm gone. Don't believe a word they say. Thank you. Andy's oh, a pretty God, cool guy. Gone. Normally. Good one, Flask. News, 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 <laughs> news, 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 baby. Um, so yeah, you know, Andy and Vito. I think Vito still hasn't finished Alan Wake Two, right? No, I don't know what his problem is. It doesn't seem like he's really digging it. <laughs> he doesn't play video games. Well, I don't want to put words in his mouth. That's not fair at all. He said right, he is right. digging it, but like, I don't. Know. I was gr- I wanted to fucking be. It's another game that I just kept wanting to go in. Sure. Um. um spoilers for Alan Wake Two. Until one sixteen fourteen, and so as I said, generally positive. I liked the uh, the presentation, visuals, sound, aesthetic, the whole aesthetic, um, the horror elements. I feel like it's a more effective horror game than the first one was for sure. Um, I liked the new uh, gameplay elements that delve more into the like investigatory side with saga i like putting all the stuff up on the board i thought that was a great addition um it's not like too challenging but i think it's a great uh, accompaniment to your gameplay to be able to like piece the story together the plot what's happening and um all the side content as well and uh it helps you to like process what's happening in the story which you do need because the story is fairly convoluted and um you know it also the game also plays a lot around a lot with the like the metaphysicality or however you want to say it um of everything that's happening everything feels like it's happening on multiple Mm -hmm. levels um and yeah the presentation on the whole just very prestige feeling i feel like this is so far the culmination of remedies like skills you know i feel like it's the most skillful game they made so far well, let me ask you this, because I think this is something that Greg and Vito said. I could be wrong. Yeah, I agree, too. Um, so I, I like Saga's Mind Palace. I think it's cool. Um, but it feels like Alan's is kind of, uh, I don't want to say a waste, but certainly much less interesting. Um, it is less, yeah. And I know it's kind of like, it's Saga's Mind Palace. It's not Alan's Mind Palace. It's just a little fucking room he's in. Um well, you know, I thought, I don't know, maybe there could have been something to kind of even it out. Certainly, I'm not as, yeah, uh, interested, well, he doesn't, you know. 
his is entirely different really i mean you can you can say it's because of um saga is like in the real world and she has to actually piece together a real mystery that's happening whereas alan is in a like a dream world where things are not making sense and he's aware of that so his is less about piecing any sort of uh, investigation together uh and really all has to do with the plot board which is a gameplay mechanic so you're absolutely right that like it's less intensive but i think that's just a consequence of it being more the point of his mind place is literally just to change things in the dream world with the plot board, you know? Yeah, no, and I, I agree. I think that was even kind of my point uh, last week. I was kind of, I was kind of your, your side. Um, but thinking back on in the week and I do agree. I think you're totally right. And I think it works, but it would have been cool. Maybe if I, I guess initially when I, when I first started looking at it, you know, I think even before you get the the ability to change the plot elements, you know, it has like the script on there. And I guess I was kind of, I almost thought it was going to be like an ad lib system where like mm. you'd be switching out individual like words and changing the script. And, uh, and obviously that was just something I had in my head and it didn't turn out to be that way. But I thought that would have been a cool way to maybe make it more interactive um, that on the same cool level too. of sagas. But I, I totally, totally agree with what you said. They're not necessarily supposed to be the same thing you know what i mean yeah i actually thought that as well because sagas is you're you're plugging um clues into questions and so i thought alan's might be more of a like you're you're it gets more complicated as it goes it never really gets more complicated than literally just changing the nature of the scene which you yeah. kind of just do by rote you kind of just try all the options because you yeah, have to which i almost kind of wished like and this is really nitpicking. I almost wish it was just like a almost a quick button you could press while in those areas. It's like, especially that's yeah. all I'm doing is just going through them. It was not annoying. I would never even say annoying. Just like repetitive. Uh, you know, pause the game, click on the next one, go to it, look around me, like oh nothing really changed. Go to the one they want me to finally. I can do you. it. Uh, I could agree. With that's that. like the smallest of nitpicks. I don't even. I, that's <laughs> yeah, not even a complaint. So I have some larger nitpicks. I find myself a little surprised and kind of dismayed, actually, to say that I didn't love the game overall. Um, and, and a lot of it has to do with kind of the tedium, which I did not expect to be a big factor for me. Um, I, I don't say this often, but I think I would have preferred it to be shorter and more linear in terms of um not necessarily the gameplay elements like you were just saying but um just overall in terms of like the the pacing just using the best ideas that they had and like condensing it to those highlights um and that's even being said like i like all the the lore and the details atmospherically like in terms of atmosphere but i feel like the game does have the mentality of because we can do more we must do more. We must explore uh, to the point where it feels self-indulgent and very convoluted um, and not necessarily confusing. I think convoluted is the better word in that it's just a fucking tangle. It's just a, it's like a mess. And uh, you're just you're just going along for the ride, for the long ride, long haul, um, which I think is... I don't know, it's to its detriment for people like me who appreciate like a, a more tightly curated 
and crafted experience. And that's not to say it's not crafted, but like, I, I like stuff that just gives you just enough mystery to speculate on in a well-paced package that just like keeps you really invested the entire time. Um, how did, how did you guys feel in that regard? And like, it's, it's convoluted nature and like the length and kind of the, the repetition and stuff like that. Did you feel that at all? Well, well, let me ask you this first. Did, how, how do you think you would, do you think you would have enjoyed the game more or less if they would have added, uh, maybe more combat to it? Hmm. I think it's fair to say this you know, coming from control game certainly has much less combat than control. Yes, definitely less combat focused than control. In comparison to Alan Wake 1 though, I think oh, I might yeah. actually be the kind of freak who liked the nature of the combat in Alan Wake 1 more. Um it was for my and I obviously I haven't played it in 10 years, but just me remembering kind of watching Andy play it. I feel like there was more. I feel like he was always yeah. getting into fucking fights and like, but it was more like a level. Like you got dropped in this level, you were kind of getting attacked until you ran through it. So I don't know if that would work for the open area. A well. bit more arcade. Uh, yeah, I definitely feel like there was more. Yeah, more arcadey. There you go. Um, uh, and, and you say you you liked that more though for this one, or I you think, think you would so. like it less? I think I think I liked that more in Alan Wake One. That the the whole nature of the combat and how it uh, feels in the game. I think not. I think. Uh, the combat in Alan Wake 2 is absolutely inspired by the Resident Evil remakes, you know, RE2 remake, RE3 remake, even RE4 sure. remake. Um, it is much more of a survival horror experience, especially in Saga's portions. Um, there's, there's, I like that. You know, I, I'm a survival horror fan. I like that stuff. Um, but for some reason, you know, the 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 way, the nature of it in Alan Wake 1, where it's like, these spurts and waves of kind of more arcadey, like edge of your seat combat in between the, uh, the harbors of light that you find um, that maybe appeals to me more, uh, even though it's less horrific, you know, it's less, it's less of a survival horror. It feels less uh, tense and limited in your, uh, in your resources. And um I don't know. The the original anime comic always stuck with me. I think a lot of people didn't like it, but I was one of the f people who did. Um, I think here the Taken, which are the the enemies in the game, are less uh, are, are less like solid, counteractable placements than the than they are in Resident Evil. In Resident Evil, you get more like you can you can counter these these solid placements of enemies, whereas in uh, Alan Wake Two, it's more like random generated obstacles like every now and then they'll just kind of like pop in and and harass you just to give you something to kind of shoot in between locations whereas uh in alan wake one it was more like curated in terms of here's when you're going to be fighting the wave of enemies and then you reach another safe harbor and then here's a little combat encounter here's a little surprise for you uh yeah in alan wake two it's more random uh, but the, 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 uh, the boss fights in Alan Wake 2 are pretty cool. I mean, they're, they're more intense. They're, uh, they're more of like set pieces, you know, the few there are. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't put too much thought into it, but hearing you say, you know, the things you said, I do wonder if maybe the game uh, better or uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it would have been better if they, they did. And it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of like an old concept, but stuck to levels. Mm -hmm. uh, instead of having just these big open areas, I, I don't think it really 
dampened too, and uh, not too much of my experience, but certainly, you know, it did get tedious sometimes. Yeah, walking around those big environments. Yep. Um, especially like if you miss like a fucking box or a nursery rhyme, <laughs> and exactly. you have to weigh yourself. You know, is this small bit of lore I'm getting worth? You know, the 15 minutes I'm gonna have to run all the way over there and run back. Uh. And I tried, but I don't even think I got them all. I don't think I did that 100%. I got quite a few. I think I maybe got all of them in one area, and then the rest of them I was missing two at most, you know, usually one. Same thing. Um, and yeah, it just wasn't worth it to go back. I, I didn't think. So I, I do agree with you there. I think that the game could have been, yeah, shortened up in, in certain ways, whether that be better fast travel on the maps or, or yeah, just more linear. Um, what do you think about the ending... Uh, kind of being, you know, uh, kind of forcing you to play the game in New Game Plus to get the full ending. I didn't really like that. I didn't really like the ending very much. I think it was kind of the capstone to my experience with the story where I enjoyed the aesthetic and atmosphere of it, but not necessarily the a lot of the content and uh, especially the pacing. That's probably like sacrilege to someone who really, you know, enjoyed taking their time with that sort of like self-indulgent excess of of artistry, you know. Um, but that's the feeling I had the whole game. And then the ending was like the capstone to that where um it's like this, I don't know, it's you're just clicking on the the profiling stuff as like the end sequence. Right. And then it ends on like another ambiguity cliffhanger type thing. And then yeah, I, I did hear that New Game Plus adds a few things throughout, changes a few things throughout, but then um, has a, uh, a slightly different resolution that maybe is a little bit more of a resolution. Oh, so you didn't just go look it up yet? You're going to maybe... I did no. I was oh, thinking okay. I'd probably um, play the New Game Plus uh, when the DLCs are coming out through in this year, so later right. on. Uh, I'd probably go back and do like more of a speedrunny New Game Plus run and pick up the DLCs as I uh, as I go along in that run. That way, I'm not you know overloading myself because I don't think I think you guys said this before, but I wouldn't immediately pick this game up again for another run. No, that's no, that's the reason the I just went and looked up the. I was, well, I was interested. I was going to ask you, like you said, the the ending, you know, the whatever you call it, the original ending, is pretty open ended, cliffhanger even. Uh, and I was going to, and the, you know, the the one new game plus ending, it I would say is certainly more definitive. Uh, I I thought you would actually like the cliffhanging ending better. But I agree. I thought the ending was pretty abrupt. I remember it's funny. I remember I was doing when I was beating the game. I was doing the, the you know psychological pages or whatever. And there was a lot of them. I remember I was zoning out a little bit. Yeah. You know I was doing something else, and then the cutscene happened, and I wasn't expecting it to be the end of the game. I I was like you said, I wouldn't expect that to be like the end sequence. I thought it'd be some kind of big happening, and then you go into the end cutscene. I actually missed what happened in the end cutscene and after the credits I had to like pause my game and go on YouTube and look up the end cutscene. I was like, what the fuck happened? I looked away for like two minutes. <laughs> uh, oh my god, the final piece of the puzzle came. Uh, yeah, I I mean I thought it was really abrupt. Maybe you know a little bit was an on paying attention, but but I I agree. You know, I, I generally I'm a fan. I agree. Of, I agree with that. I'm I'm not so much a fan of ambiguity, but endings where it's ambiguous enough that you can speculate some. If it's a mystery sort of story, um, yeah. this one well, yeah, I just so, anyway, so you, you weren't a big fan of. To, well, I mean, what do you what do you think the cliffhanger ending? I mean, what it ends with uh, what Saga calling her daughter and, and she doesn't answer. 
Yeah. Uh, well, it's like left the ringing, right? Right. So. Yeah, I, um, I thought I thought that was a fine ending. I, you know, because obviously when I played it, I didn't know about the new game plus ending yet. This is you know just when it first came out. Uh, and I figured yeah, they I were going to have like a DLC, but I was like, I wasn't oh, okay. even thinking about that being like the the ending that I'm talking about. Like, I'm more talking about the general, or I'm more thinking about the general sort of. Um, it's not a circle. It's yeah, spiral. Yeah, like the total, or the totality of the Alan Wake continuing oh. story. The well, saga you know thing, funny. I'm okay with. Like, you don't have to show whether it was a success or not necessarily. Did, did either of you guys um, in the theater level uh, after you kind of beat that? There is a I don't even know if I'm pronouncing this right. I think it's Yo and Yo. There's like yeah. a movie that plays. Did you guys watch that? I watched the whole fucking thing. I watched standing well, a little you, bit of it, well, then and then, then a know. guy came out and attacked me, and I did not. I just oh, well, so at the end of it, he, I mean, not ruined or spoils, but he says it at the end. He says, it's not a loop, it's a spiral. Yes. So it's like, I don't know, especially yeah, after watching that, I was like, yeah, Alan, I know that, dude. I found that out like fucking like five hours ago. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, and maybe if you didn't watch it. that, it would be cooler. But I was like, dude, I don't yeah, know. Uh, I can promise you, it wasn't that cool. I was like, oh. what? Okay. It's, I mean, yeah, when I watched I it at the theater, I was like, kind of cool. I was like, oh shit, it just spiraled. But yeah, it kind of ruined the end. When I was like, yeah, I know, dude. And uh, also, you can kind of infer that by the fact that all of the loops you go through in the game, which I found a bit tedious. A lot of there was a lot of looping in Alan Wake's sections in particular, but um. In all of those, everything changes. Or sorry, things it's change. The same, in all but it of them. changes slightly. Yeah. So yeah. you can you can kind of infer that from that those experiences, uh, and that's to indicate to us that there is like a culmination. You know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Where what um we're not just going through the same shit over and over again. What is the DLC for that game supposed to be? I don't know. I didn't I know no they were idea. making DLC. Well, I mean, I I, I think the big question is mr door right like he had a fucking yeah. stern talking to i mean I, it seems like you know uh, i mean did they confirm it or they just implied it that it, that saga's father it heavily implied i, can't but I think that yeah, is i think implied, that sure. is pretty much accepted uh but yeah i mean the last time you seen him he had some stern words for alan he told him to quit fucking around and i was ready i was like oh that could be like the end boss fight for alan or something and then we didn't see any resolution so i i, I just have to assume that's that's the DLC. You're probably right that he'll be he'll be involved. Um, by the way, he is he was supposed to be like the equivalent of Mr. Hatch from Quantum Break, who's one of the the main antagonists. But um, I didn't play Quantum. I don't know anything about Quantum. Right. Break. I don't think it was supposed to be directly connected. Like it wasn't supposed to be saying this is Mr. Hatch. It was supposed to be like for the people like who know. Him. Yeah, for the people who know, this is maybe the same character who's like transferring dimensions. You know what I mean? Makes sense, um, Door Hatch. What, what was he in Quantum Break? He said he was like the villain. He was one of the antagonists, and you find out as you go along that he's more uh, powerful than you thought. He's more He has more going on with him than you thought. And he was played by Lance Reddick. Originally, Mr. Door in Alan Wake 2 was supposed to be played by Lance Reddick, but unfortunately he uh, he was ill, so couldn't be uh, couldn't take on the role. And he unfortunately passed away not too long ago. Well, I mean, um, the guy that they got to replace him. I mean, yeah, I've seen him before. I forget what in, but yeah, he does a he does, does a, a good job. Lance Riddick. <laughs> Basically, like, he could have yes. fooled me, especially you when know, he gets a little bit just, more menacing. Yeah, just by audio, like you know, I, you could have fooled me. I agree. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I could see through to like a, a sort of tighter, uh, 
maybe superior game in there, like combining the best parts of Saga's more survival horror, like investigation gameplay, and the best of Alan's, you know, like mind bending scene changery and the the light changery and stuff like that. Um, and that, another detail I liked was not detail, but another gameplay element I liked was how in Alan's stuff, you see shadows everywhere, but only some of them come and attack you. Yeah. Like if it wasn't for the fact that I didn't really like the fact that it was all random encounters in the first place, if it had been more curated, I would have, or I would have much more appreciated a thing that I did like, which was that those shadows are deceptive. You know, those shadows are paranoia. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but I think from here on, uh, I mean, I think it's foolish to try to 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 nail down Remedy's future exactly, pin them down. But I feel like control is going to be their like action sci-fi conspiracy series and alan wake is going to be their like survival horror mystery series um and who knows what they might do but like i could see those continuing on as like we'll get control 2 and that's that genre and we'll get alan wake 3 and that's that genre and they could complement each other you know dovetail a little bit for sure yeah i could i could definitely see that but i think that's my thoughts on alan wake 2 I guess we'll talk about it again when uh, Vito or Andy finishes it and or when the DLCs come out, <laughs> which might yeah. be before they finish. <laughs> before Vito like, so we're never going to talk about it <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. All right, let's get Andy back in here. All right, bring him in. Let's bring him in here. Well, well, well. Uh, hey, man. Hello. Welcome back to the party. Sorry, I don't know Bud. how much time that was. It felt long. Uh, Sorry to leave you in there for a while. Uh, guys, don't get too familiar. I've actually been replaced by my dark presence version of myself. Oh, shit. Uh, With wilder hair? Yeah, even, even wilder hair. Uh, <laughs> I actually kind of like this version better. Do you think that we could keep you? In- <laughs> no, I have, I have great evil to do somewhere. Right, but uh, you don't understand the other guy, uh, Andy. Uh, we call him. Oh, he sucks, um, dude. You don't gotta say it. He, he fucking, he fucking sucks, sucks, dude. I get it. Hey, he fucking, you get hey, it. I get it. Yeah, you get it. I dude. get it. <laughs> I I just realized if your last name was Wake, you would also be awake, awake. Oh God, am I still in my sleep paralysis dream? Oh my God, bro. <laughs> oh. I, as for what else I've been doing, though, um, I put some time into uh, 20 Minutes Till Dawn, which is How much another time? one of those bullet heaven. Some hours. I don't know. Uh, more than 20 <laughs> more than minutes? More yes. okay. yes. yes. <laughs> The 20 minutes hey, is for John, the game timer for the amount no of time problem. you have to survive until you finish the level. Oh, okay. um, yeah, this is a bullet heaven, vampire survivor oh. kind of thing. People have said it's right, good. Hey, it's pretty pause. fun. Bullet Heaven? Yeah. As opposed to a Bullet Hell? What's the difference? Bullet Heaven, you are you are the bullets in a Bullet Heaven. You are making hell upon your enemies with all of your many, many bullets. Uh, whereas Bullet Hell, you are the victim of the enemy's many, many bullets that you have to dodge. Uh, You're well, avoiding the bullets. I understand that. What's the difference between a Bullet Heaven? I understand that now. I mean, I appreciate that. What's the difference between a bullet heaven and a like a shoot 'em up? Is it just like the the volume of bullets in in the frenetic like the the level level of frenetic action happening? Um, I guess I would say that bullet heaven. I would say the amount of bullets, the okay. level of bullets. 
the intensity for me, it would I've also seen indicate... like uh... go ahead Greg. I was to say like Toho, Toho is a good example of a of a bullet hell where it's just ninety percent of the screen is covered in bullets well, and you gotta example, like weave your way through it. What's an example of a shoot 'em up? Shoot 'em up, I would say um maybe like under the gungeon, right? Or no, that's that'd be more bullet like hell, a, I'd say. Like into in, in, in the gungeon where you're like a ship. Hey, okay, go ahead, sorry, Floyd. What? <clears throat> I, I always thought of them as like one of those ones where you're like a ship at the bottom of the screen and you can you can move around in an area on the screen, but you're always you are moving like the screen is moving uh, and enemies come at you from like the top of the screen or the side of the screen uh, see the, uh, that you're not on. See, this is interesting because I can picture the game you're talking about uh, a Galaga, a Galaga, but I wouldn't yeah. I, I don't know if I would have called a Galaga a shoot 'em up. I think in my brain, a shoot 'em up no. is the words you use in describing. I would call. Yeah, I, I I'm, I'm not saying I'm correct. I'm just saying I don't know enough about, about these games. But either way, it's a total. Sidebar. I think this genre region gets muddy. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. I've always been a little confused about what constitutes what. Well, I think I think before, and this is just going off on a tangent now. I think before, maybe what Andy's thinking of would be like a twin stick yes, shooter. Yes, twin stick. Yes, yes, th yes. That's in my mind. That's a shoot 'em up. Like a twin stick shooter. Right. Yeah. And I kind of think maybe the distinction, and I don't know, it's only me being a Vampire Survivors player. Maybe the distinction is the Vampire Survivor and, and maybe other games, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes till dawn, you don't pick when you shoot. You know what I mean? Right. Like your character is just constantly firing and you're just moving. Oh, okay. Sometimes you yes. can turn your character and kind of direct where the fire is going. But it's just like mostly it's just you maneuvering around. That's a good way to frame your it. Character actually, yeah. just doing. A bullet heaven and a bullet hell are games uh, that involve a lot of shooting, but in which your primary thing as a gamer is to is movement. Whereas like a shoot 'em up. Yeah, yeah I, I got a okay, yeah. uh, breaking news. I looked on the Steam page and one of the tags for this game is bullet hell and shoot 'em up. <laughs> Wait, all right, well, well the, never mind. See, I think I the Steam tags are, are awful anyway. User generated yeah. anyway, yeah. Um, I was going to say, though, that's funny you should say that because uh, this game is different from Vampire Survivors and even like Holocure and stuff, where you are choosing when you fire. You're ah, choosing you my whole uh, argument then. with no, 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 no. I don't think I have. Oh. I think you're more right than we previously suspected, where this probably deserves to be called more of a, a shoot 'em up or a twin stick shooter. But because right now, the popular like zeitgeisty genre is bullet heaven inspired by vampire survivors where you're a little dude in the center of oncoming waves of enemies and you are shooting outwards towards them uh i think it's only called a bullet heaven because that's popular right now i think if it was released in a different time 20 minutes till dawn i think it absolutely would have been called something more like Enter the Gungeon or, or something yeah okay yeah, twin yeah. stick shooter or shoot him up uh, now that so we it's have all, the, it's genre, the genre well and squared <laughs> away, how, how, what, have, what did you think of the game? Um, yeah, oh, I yeah. thought it was pretty fun. Uh, as I said, you choose when to fire, and there's a reload time. So it's a bit less casual than, than some others, uh, and more difficult, at least to me, to the point where sometimes it feels like I'm back in a bullet hell, you know? <gasps> uh, <laughs> this thing doesn't want you to get into dawn. A, a bullet bullet limbo and uh i don't love the art style it's very simplistic very limited muted palette but uh that's not a deal breaker 
I still enjoy playing it, you know, for the gameplay and the, the upgrades you get, like you'd expect from one of these. And that's the other thing. I think upgrades also enter into the genre discussion, uh, but it's not worth going into. And then uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, I played another game called Northern Journey. Have you guys heard of Northern Journey? Um, this sounds familiar. I've heard of it, but in such vague concept, context, I don't even want to hazard a guess to what it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it is a first-person Nordic folklore-themed exploration puzzle platform shooter. I'm looking at this game. What is, this, is this fucking game, dude? No, this game no, looks so crazy. I did not expect this game when this, I when it I started like, playing like, the trailer. Uh, sorry, uh, Flask posted the Steam page, and we're we're kind of scrolling through it now. The the the, the intro, uh, the, the 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 first video that auto plays as like some some bow action that totally looked like a VR bow action to me. I could see that. Yeah, no, you're uh you're climbing around fjords and mountains and stuff and you're shooting lots of bugs and other monsters from folklore. Uh and you have different weapons that you get along the way. Uh there's some platforming, there's some puzzles. Uh there's encounters with, you know, magical creatures and and NPCs and bosses and stuff like that. At times it feels like it really gets into a uh Kind of a retro boomer shooter almost. Mm, um, it's a lot of different things. But uh, my prevailing sentiment is uh, great atmosphere. I think the atmosphere is top notch. Uh, great music. Cool uh, folklore set pieces. Uh, very involved exploration where you keep like, you know, crossing paths and um, opening shortcuts and stuff like that. So also good level design for the most part. Um, the other prevailing sentiment is quite janky. It's a game full of jank uh, to where at times it can feel frustrating, frustrating to play. Uh, but I think that's part of the charm. And similarly, the combat is like somehow both bad and good at the same time. It kind of depends on a lot of factors. Uh, and similarly, the navigation, like where you're going throughout the level is sometimes confusing and can be challenging for, I guess I would say the wrong reasons. Um, and uh oh also i would say your greatest foe in this game the thing that kills you the most is not a monster but uh the very environment around you and by that i mean the geometry it can often oh, fight so you, you just fall to your death yeah a lot of falling deaths uh because the game is made up solely of jank ass rocks and hills and stuff it's like all hill all the time you're just bumping and launching over everything and into stuff it's usually not that bad, but in fights with enemies, it can get a bit dicey. Uh, so yeah, if you th this is a very enjoyable game, but if you get into it, know that you're getting into jank, and you it's you're gonna have to contend with that. That's part of the charm. Um, I like the art style. It's it's very icky. It's like this grisly, dirty texture slop <laughs> that looks beautiful from far away, and then you get up close and you're like, oh, oh my god. Uh, but the vistas uh, are like they—they they may be worth the price of admission alone. The vistas are great, and the characters are so charmingly fucked up. They just—there's <laughs> a fucking mess. Um, but on the other hand, it can sometimes makes the make the uh, the environments kind of hard to parse visually, you know. And with the the geometry wars I mentioned, it can get, as I said, dicey. 
um, especially when the game wants you to sort of uh, go out of your way a little bit uh, to get out of the way, like items and ammo, it can get pretty dangerous. Um, and I really didn't like the final level. That's all the negatives I'll say. <laughs> I, just, I really didn't like the final level. Uh, to the point where I almost admire its audacity to be as tedious as it is. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I said so much negative shit. You know what? Those things aside, I think what speaks to me most is the game feels like a labor of love. The, the dev is just one person who did this as a passion project, which is amazing, by the way, with the level of content in this game. Uh, its oddity makes it unique. And uh, despite early impressions that it would be like this little freak game, it's actually pretty sizable. And it, it really opens up as it goes along. Wow. As it goes along, uh, and ultimately, I recommend it because it is so its own beast that I think it's worth experiencing. Wow, and it's only like twelve bucks right now. It's got overwhelmingly positive reviews on Steam as well. Yes, it does. And I think that's cool. a lot of people just recognizing, you know, no matter how jank and weird it is, that's the point. You know, it is the charm and. There's a lot to love about it. Seems to be a, uh, a Soul Venture Slid Studio, the only game they've made. They also yep. published the game. Cool. I think the guy spent like, like years one... just. I think this is I like say, not just like his a one job guy thing. Yeah. I think it's not you know relate remotely related to being his job. I think it was just a, a hobby passion project that he put together because Hopefully he's... he made uh, enough money to you know inspire him to do more. That would be cool. Yeah. I think he just liked Nordic folklore. <laughs> uh, I don't know much about it, it other than, you yeah. know, Skyrim um, and The Witcher 3 is where, you know, video games where I learned my culture. Um, yeah, there's a lot of crossover. Well, actually, I guess I know quite a bit about it uh, if you count the Marvel movies, but uh, that's <laughs> not here nor <laughs> I'm piecing it together. I really think I <laughs> yeah, got a handle yeah, on if, it. If I, if I take Witcher and Skyrim and, and Thor... Um, yeah. <laughs> cool. Northern, Northern Journey. Yes. Uh, uh is that do it for you, Flask? Okay. Yes. Let's move on to the news. News, 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 news. And hey, I'm, I'm, you know, Flask, you've done a great job this episode. I appreciate it. Thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate the hosting. Um, fantastic job. Uh, not as good as our regular host, but, but, but pretty good. Oh, who's that? I'm going to be taking... I'm going to be taking the microphone now, I told, actually. I told you he'd do this. Um, I told you. I warned you. Uh, <laughs> told for the you. news. Uh, this is your gamer update with, with Dandy Feller. I warned you. Oh. I warned you. Embracer Group has laid off 97 Eidos Montreal employees and canceled uh, the uh, Deus Ex game, which... Did we know that this was even being worked on before this announcement of cancellation? I don't I think don't so. Know. I didn't but hear we're, Like about We knew that. that Embracer had bought the IP. I remember we, we probably even happened in recent enough times that we talked about it on the pod. Um, but, um, man, what, first off, sucks for those devs. Second off, like Embracer's like, falling apart, man. Like I feel like if you look back on our dockets, you, you, every like four or five episodes, maybe even more frequently, you'll see another uh, blunder from the last year or two um, with Embracer. Remember there was a time when we actually were like very cautiously optimistic that someone was actually buying the rights to these completely abandoned IPs with the thought that they might have something done with them. 
And now look where we are. Yeah, now right. look at us. Shambles. Yeah, Fucking it makes you wonder what was um, so hard about it. You know, I, I don't know. I would love to see uh, some, like a, a Bloomberg or something deep dive into what's going on with, uh, or what went wrong with this Deus Ex game. I don't know if I would have yeah. even been excited for it. Like, I I liked the modern Deus Ex, but, uh, you know, all accounts are that that series died after Mankind Divided um, yep. uh, in favor of an unnamed game that one of our podcasters bought. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I'll just let that hang yeah, there for a minute. What game? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, my, the only Deus Ex game that really and truly blew me away uh, was the very first one. Um, so uh, I would have liked to see a new... You mean like the, the, I'm a noob here. So, 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 noob here, you mean the, the original original or I mean, like the I mean, 2000? Yeah, no, I mean like 2001 original. or 1999, somewhere around there is Deus Ex. Yeah. I didn't play that one. I only played the reboot. Human Revolution's really good. I'm not saying it's not. You know, don't, the don't sequel this fucking me. sucked. I didn't even finish that shit. Mankind Divided? I, I really? heard mixed things. I know you didn't like it. Yeah. I, I liked it. It was alright. I just didn't, I don't know. I could not get into it. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I, it was. I just did not dig it. I really liked it. I, I really liked Human Revolution, but, but, it, but it wasn't, it wasn't even in some way that I'm 10 years out, out of practice to argue for. It was not really Deus Ex to me. It was very close and it was probably as good as we were going to get at the time. Uh, anyway, all that to say, I'm not, Sorry, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not disappointed about the fact that like this IP in particular is canceled. It's just like, I'm I'm more like in awe of the spectacle that is the Embracer group actively falling apart. Yeah, all because of the fucking Saudi deal. the The Bloomberg article that we'll get is just going to say the Saudi deal. <laughs> um, Elias in, in, too fit. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Maybe you're about to get go. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say like so in 2017, uh, an actual Mankind Divided sequel got canceled. But then now we're hearing, like you were just going to say, that Elias Tufexis was saying that it most likely wasn't uh, that. It wasn't a Mankind Divided sequel. It wasn't an Adam Jensen follow-up because he was never contacted. And uh, you kind of need the voice actor if you're going to reprise the character, you know? I say he's a robot. Oh, <laughs> could you use a robot? Voice. That would track with Embracer Group's mentalities. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I guess... A fun thing that people have been talking about, so Arcane Leon, uh, among other gaming developers, uh, solicited an open call for, hey, if you're recently laid off here, come work for us. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I think this one's getting singled out in particular because of the natural association you would make with Deus Ex developers working at Arcane. Um, but it did lead, like, a little, saw a few spaces, uh, people discussing the idea of, like, oh, what if Arcane bought the IP Deus Ex? Uh, I don't see that happening, but you know, all that negativity I said about modern Deus Ex and how it's not it's not really been the same thing for a while anyway. Um Arcane would probably do a good job with an IP in that fantasy world where that happened. Yeah, specifically Arcane Leon would probably be one of the yeah. better studios in terms of like your expectation for their success. Absolutely. Definitely. And that was like so that was our only layoff news of this week, I think, but thank God, man, it feels like layoffs are happening every single week in the video game uh, industry right now. It's crazy. I, f I feel the, the impulse to say it, though. I say it almost every time this comes up. 
It's 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 the world we're in. It's the tech industry right now. Uh, video yep. games seem to be getting hit particularly hard. Um, but yeah, you know, um, a lot of hirings happened over COVID. Uh, now companies are 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 drawing the purse strings or whatever yep. analogy I keep loving. Divest. Okay, uh, other gamers, because I didn't get a chance to watch this. Just this week, we had a PlayStation State of Play, the first one in a while, actually, right? Like, uh, it was notably sure the first one in, in, in some time. Um, there's a couple things I want to talk about here, but I didn't actually watch the show. So, Flask, Greg, I, either one of you guys, you want to start walking us through this? Sure. Or John, too. John too. I don't know if you watched it. I didn't watch it because honestly, I didn't even think there'd be anything good. You know, I didn't even have faith in them. That's not. Um, a you're like bad the only take. person here with a PlayStation. What are you talking about? <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> I know. I just it's, I can't it's, think it's of literally anything. true. I completely well, understand but, John's point of view, though, because these state of plays are like the most sterile, uh, retreading, and sterile. Yes, they yeah. they retread the most of any of the conferences that we get regularly. Like I think I think. Um, Nintendo and Xbox often have more new to say than Sony does. Uh, yeah, I think my vague abstract impression of State of Play has always been it's the most like, oh shit, everybody else is doing this, so we ha- kind of have to of, of mm-hmm. the State of Plays out there. And, you know, to be fair, I quick look at the list. There are one or two really cool things, but also I'm seeing at least three or four things that I've no- like known about and like, okay, I don't care, I don't need to watch. So what? You've been talking about Dragon's Dogma for fucking how many years now? All right, coming <laughs> yeah, out in March. Right. Got it. Like, well, let's just talk about that real quick. Uh, we got a Dragon's Dogma two new uh, trailer thing, new video. Oh, they're on trailer looked Y'all, cool. But like, fuck, we hear about the game for how long now? Like, yep. But it's upcoming. You know, it's coming in. Yeah, it's uh, upcoming. March, March. Yeah, March twenty second. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna buy it. I've been shit talking a lot, and not really my genre of game. I will admit. You know, my opinion has changed before and after I've seen these last, like, two trailers. And they had the trailer that came out, like, last month, two months ago, maybe. A small gameplay thing. And I was like, wow, that actually looks pretty cool. I still don't think I'm going to get it, but... Don't worry, cool. John, I'm going to make... I'm, I'm, I'm I said, I know, I know everybody else in the Discord is, so it's <laughs> all right. making you... <laughs> <laughs> actually true. Like, Every- I mean, actually true. Everyone's gonna have little John pawns. With hey, them, and so you can make the, the, oh, the, the, dude, that's a good bit. Yeah, we definitely need to make sure everybody makes a little, little John. John pawns. And we can I, all I trade certainly know I'm in the minority. This is you know, yeah, very look forward to game. But uh, um, Greg and Andy, what was the new element they showed off in this showcase? They well, they showed off like some new characters, like a uh, a little bit more of the story. They showed off like some new enemies. One of the main things they showed off was a new class, the Wanderer, which uh, they're able to use any weapon and like any skill. Uh, so I've, I've like they show them off by uh, like a person casting magic and then they just whip out a claymore and like smash a dragon in the mouth with it. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. They uh, they've shown. Yeah, they showed that they showed like a bunch of new creatures, which is pretty cool. Uh, a little bit more of the story. Okay. Uh, on top of that, but, uh, in, in the I, last week or two, I feel like there's been a lot of buzz about Dragon Dogma. Uh, you know, and it's marketing buzz, of course, but it's like um, Dragon's Dogma is is choosing to forgo common quality of life features for the game. Um, I, I think it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out, both for like how much I tolerate that 
because I, I do really like how Dragon Sogma 1 was designed and it is different. So I'm, you know, I, I'd be down for that. And also just how well that stuff is received these days. Right. Okay. Like a lack of fast travel or uh, not yeah. quite sure that it lacks fast travel, but there's a, um, very limiting systems for fast travel. Which kind of makes sense. I feel like that's how it works in the first Dragon's Dogma, where you have a rift crystal which you can like buy or find, and you put that down. You're able to fast travel that. If you want to fast travel somewhere else, you got to pick that crystal up and move it. I, you know, I think I said this in the Discord last night. I, I hope that they've learned, of course, and that the fast travel system is closer to how it is in Darker Risen and not how it was in the original, because I think there is a line, right? Like. I mean, and they learned that in Dark Arisen by giving you a lot more, like, three times as many things that you can use for fast travel points as were in the original game. Oh, that's um, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, like, in, in Dark Arisen, I think you can pretty quickly get, like, well, not pretty quickly, but throughout the story, uh, you'll get, like, five or six port stones so you can place around the world. In the original game, you were constricted to the port stones that existed in the world, and, like, maybe you had one you could place. So, like, you start forming loops of travel where, like, okay, I know I'm going to come back to this area uh, to complete this quest, but I might not be back in, like, six hours. But I have five of these things, so I can, I'll go ahead and put that down there. And then it feels that much more rewarding when, like, oh, God, Arisen, I need, I need a mushroom from, from, from the stupid <laughs> forest. And you're like, wait, I have a fast travel point right outside the stupid forest because I predicted I might run into the situation. You know, it's, it does feel really rewarding. Um, mm-hmm. to limit your experience in that way, especially because it forces you to just keep going back and forth through the world. Limited but less inconvenient would be nice. Listen, I'm yeah. spending seventy dollars on video games now nowadays. There ain't anything fast about it. That yeah, I'm gonna be doing. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. And what were you? You were posting about uh, console news, right? Regarding Dragon's Dogma. 2? Yeah. Well, th- it's less news. The things that we've oh. said so far are confirmed true. Um, just just talked about by the developers shown in videos and stuff. There's uh, current speculation uh, that seems to be gaining a lot of um, credibility, as in I see people giving it credibility, not that I, I know much about this, that um, sure. Dragon's Dogma's PS5 uh, performance target is 30 frames a second, which if true, like, man, that, that is probably the first thing in the game where I'm like, alright, that, that just straight sucks because my computer is probably yeah. equivalent to a PS5. I'm not going to upgrade it for this game, so I'm going to be pretty disappointed if if I'm playing a 30 FPS game. Um, when like, look, come on, it. I love Dragon Stormer. That game was never meant to be a game that looks good. Um, if if it's performing at that, that's probably an optimization problem, which is something I think those devs have regularly struggled with. So that that's disappointing to see. Uh, but a, as of yet, total speculation. I agree with you, though. Like. That would that would really suck because the Dragon's Dogma franchise is one of a very much a balance between uh, visual and gameplay, and you need that yeah. performance uh, because gameplay is so huge a factor. Like in like a Monster Hunter or something like that. Yeah, you know, it's not like I can tell myself like, oh yeah, well it's thirty frames. But I mean, come on, I'm playing Crisis Two. You know what I mean, of course, right. you know, if if I can get sixty frames on Yakuza, I should be able to get sixty frames on. Uh, for sure. a, a game releasing in two months is is my yes. dumb philosophy. 
Uh, aside from Dragon's Dogma 2, uh, I don't know how many of these we're even interested in. I mean, we saw a little bit more from Helldivers 2, uh, which John another one, right? excited about. Excited about it, but it's coming out in literally seven days. You need to take a time for that. I right. mean, I don't know how much time they yeah. took, but whatever. Keep I mean, I am excited. Show. Gonna be cool. This is, you know, going back to our conversation, I would call this a shoot 'em up. Mm-hmm. Even though Helldivers. this one is. Yeah. Well, the, the, uh, the original one, obviously, is shooting up twin stick shooter. Um, but this one is 3D. You're on the ground. But it's still primarily just like a wave shooter. Shoot them up. I'd call it shoot them up. See, the problem mm-hmm. is shoot em up is too vague of words. Because well, I shoot, agree with yours, Flash. You I like games. yours. M exists in almost every game. <laughs> I don't think I would ever call this a shoot em up. Though I don't think you're wrong. Just because of how strongly that's associated with the 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 top down style for me, like right, like yeah, that I guess word, wave that shooter word would be more that. correct. Yeah, squad based wave wave shooter. Uh, we um, saw that there's a, some new Sonic X Shadow game coming out. Greg, it's a generation, huh, so Greg? It, might be, it might be a fun Sonic game. I don't know. Uh, Sonic yeah. Shadow, yes. Yeah, John, I've never played Sonic. <laughs> also, uh, kind of a crazy name, because I want people to Google uh, Sonic X Shadow right now. Yeah. Google oh, that right now. That. No, right. Oh, my God. The SEO leading oh, people to destruction. Sonic, Sonic X Shadow Impreg. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. <dude>. Uh, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Day of the Diver is uh, coming to PS5 in April with a Godzilla DLC in May. Yo, that made me want to. I'm going to play Day of the Diver. <laughs> Not PS5. Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't want to dwell too much in this. You know, me and Vito have been singing the praises of Day of the Diver in the last month or two. I think it's going to be cool. Another reason to come back to it. Didn't you guys play V Rising? I thought it was like an early access thing. Yeah, I played a little bit. Um, yeah, it was early access. I think it's fully out or it's fully coming out soon. It's coming. No, yeah. no one well, almost well, got yeah, me. Data play. Kind of yeah, Diablo esque cool. gameplay, right? Uh, I, yeah, I like that game. Diablo esque game with the vampire kind of twist, from my understanding. I didn't get it, but you know. I actually was really yeah. close yeah. to buying it. I think we should play it. Um, I, I was really close to buying it. I think it was uh, our, our good friend Glendia that I mentioned it offhand to, and he told me a whole story about their previous game um, and how they, you know, I don't know the details, so I won't say them on the pod, but just as they had a history of releasing very promising looking early access that turned into hot garbage they abandoned. So huh. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll wait and see. But sounds like they're getting closer, so that's good. Waiting and seeing is not. You know, that's that's very not sensible. a bad move sometimes. Yeah. Um, we saw some Silent Hill stuff. We got a new uh, like combat showcase for Silent Hill Two, which oh is a hilarious my God. thing to show. I on. hated that shit. Oh, did <laughs> I didn't you? even see that, man. Really, that's insane. God, man, oh it's my. insulting. Yeah, I, I gotta find that. Uh, go, go yeah, on. One of my favorite things is James there's Bashing. like a, there's a nurse and uh, she like vaults over cover, but it looks really like silly and like uh, dumb. Vaulting over, like cover. it looks like it just looks Bubble like a, yeah, nurse. she like vaults over. Yup, just vaults over it like a g- generic uh, NPC character. Lovely. It's like they're saying, you know, uh, Bloober team. It's like they're saying, look, guys. Our previous games have had little to no combat, and even then it was crappy. Look, in Silent Hill 2, there was combat, right? So now we learned it for 
the remake. Honestly, but... big stretch. I, I, what I'm reading is that they are learning the incredibly wrong lessons from the Resident Evil remakes, which are very combat-heavy games by their nature, and thinking like, oh, mm-hmm. that's what people want right now. Not a really good remake of a game that they loved as a kid, but they want a combat-focused, this corridor, you know, behind-the-shoulder kind of game. I could see that. It does look like that. They, uh... And they showed off the, uh, that other... Like the main one, right? Their new free to play one. Well, they showed up. Yeah, it's called the Short Message. It's actually like a a smaller free to play game. Yeah, it's out. Is it Apple? Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, That looked kind of interesting. Uh, I'll be real. I like. I I thought the uh, like the the monster that's like chasing her. I thought that was a little that was freaky. Mm -hmm. It's like a it's like a woman that's like just kind of moving very strangely, like at at a fast speed. And it's like, it's first person, you're holding up a cell phone for some reason, uh, and you're, it's, it's like amnesia gameplay, I think, where you are running and hiding, being chased, stuff like that. Uh, apparently it's not that long, which makes sense for a little free to play game, but apparently it's also supposed to tie into their upcoming, I think it's tying into Silent Hill F or whatever the Japanese one is, I think. Maybe I'm wrong about which new Silent Hill product it's tying into, but uh, the stuff I was hearing was like kind of positive with caveats for sure. Do do we have a modern uh, day guess, Silent Hill? I don't know, man. I don't, at this point, I don't. I don't the know. last one I could think of off the top of my head is Downpour, and that was like twenty sixteen, I think fifteen. I think that was even. You know, Before, it's wild. Know. Like uh, me, I was like, oh, I'm gonna look it up. I played Silent Hill two as a kid. Silent Hill one when we did did it like 15 years ago for Dead Video Game Society, and then three and four on stream. 2012. I, I had issues Jeez. with four especially, but like, man, I, it's such a good series. It was. Yeah. It's not that hard to make. I think you. I, I mean, maybe I'm. I shouldn't say that, but it's like it doesn't feel like it should be that hard for that to get recreated. I think we've spoken about this before, but I think you'd have to wipe the slate clean and start over not riffing on Silent Hill that has come before, starting over from the basis of atmospheric uh yeah. you know, sentiments and a- atmospheric uh values, you know? Just it's gonna sound pretentious, but you need like vibe. you need an like the auteur in the middle of it who has the passion for the vision. You know what I mean? Not that would not, be good, yeah. Not the maybe very talented developer, project manager, whatever, who's been given the task of creating something in this this world that, that looks and feels like this. Very different things. Yeah, Greg had just posted a like a meme image of, you know, it's blank year and Silent Hill has been given to a developer with a bad reputation yep. or bad record. Uh, yeah, that's happened time and again, and it's unclear as to why. <laughs> they just don't care about their brand. Fucking Konami. Um, we saw some new gameplay from, uh, uh, Judas, which is the, uh, ghost story games game, the one led by, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Bioshock guy. Christ. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because of Judas. (laughs) (laughs) Ken Levine. Ken Levine. Um, it all looks pre-rendered. And so it's hard to, it, it looks like the Bioshock Infinite trailer that we've got 
uh, back before that came out, where it's all like pre-rendered and uh, very curated. Uh, it's not actually a gameplay trailer. I mean, you're seeing first-person shots, but it does. It looks all scripted. So who knows, right? right? I mean, yeah, this. I mean, yeah, no release date, not even a year, just a now in development. Pretty much yep. just like, a, hey, we have a game coming out by this guy. And we know it's already been in development for a long time and been, had a lot of... It's almost been in, like, development hell. That's how much time they've invested and how much money. Um, but it's more of a sci-fi thing. It almost looks like, you know... I mean, System Shocky, I guess, more than Bioshocky, you know? Makes yeah. sense. Um, we're getting a, a Metro VR game for PSVR 2. Uh, neat, you know? But the more interesting VR thing you were talking about was uh, Legendary Tales for PSVR 2. Yeah, well, this well, let me say two things. One, it's cool to see. I don't, you know, I don't, I have the index. I don't have any kind of PlayStation VR. I don't know how PlayStation VR 1 was. Yeah. Um, it's cool to see that the PlayStation VR is not just a gimmick like the, uh, was on the PlayStation 2, the, the iToy, whatever they were yeah, called. Yeah, I have yeah. one of those. Yeah, not like a game like that. They actually really are supporting this with, with games that I really would be interested in and buy if I had a PSVR. Um, namely, uh, this game introduced probably to a lot of people for the very first time, uh, Legendary Tales. This is uh, a game that a bunch of us have bought on Steam Early Access, and I, you know, I actually kind of went back and looked while we were talking about this for a quick little timeline. Um, the last time that I've played this game is February 22nd, uh, 2022. Mm -hmm. A lot of twos there. It's kind of cool. Two, 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 two. Whoa. Pretty um, neat. And even <laughs> even going back further, um, what's your, what's your the, game the last uh, game time is 22 16 hours. hours. Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, 16. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, the last update this game had was January 21st, 2022. Or no, 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 actually. Not even. January 1st. Uh, 2022. They had a beta branch where they added some magic and uh, skill trees, and we played that, and it was cool. And um, even back then, we, uh, we we I mean, I'm sure we've talked. I, I know for a fact that I've talked about it on on past episodes. Um, this is probably the best co-op VR game that that I have played. I can only speak for me personally that I played. Um, but I've got the same sentiment from other people that we've played with. Cool. Uh, so we were really hyped for it. We were like, dude, this is like the new VR game. We're waiting, we're waiting. So January 1st, they had that update. And then it was pretty much silence until, I'm looking at the Steam for these updates, uh, J June 25th, 2022. Uh, and they announced that they were going to bring the game over to Unreal Engine 5 uh, and that they were going to upgrade everything and that it would be an even cooler game. And we were like, all right. Sweet. So that was June 25th, 2022. Uh, the next update was December 22nd, 2022. Ouch. Uh, and basically, they said, so six months, no words, and they came back saying, hey, we can't do it. We can't put it on <laughs> Run Real 5. Uh, you know, I don't understand the technical side of it. They're basically like, we got to put everything back to Unreal 4, and that's going to take some time. So at that point, we were kind of worried, like, man, is this just like a developer thing out over their head? Is it a scam? What's going on? So on December 2nd, 2022, we didn't really hear anything of substance until September 21st, 2023, 
uh, saying that they were at the Tokyo Game Show. And that's really it. They were like, hey, Tokyo Game Show, they posted one screenshot. You know, what does that mean to me? I'm, I don't know, some dude in America. Uh, and then complete silence up until yesterday when they announced, hey, the game's coming out not only on Steam, but on PlayStation VR with crossplay, and it's coming out in a week. Uh, wow. so it seems like maybe somewhere in between that year or two years, Sony contacted them and and said, "Hey, you know, we'll fund you or something, but you got to come to PlayStation." And they couldn't talk about it. Uh, but I'm glad they did. So yeah, we we went from thinking it was kind of like a borderline like scam or abandonware to to it coming out next week. Totally cool. What a roller coaster. Yeah, uh, and 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 1.0, not not early X. I don't think PlayStation has that, but you know, totally 1.0 uh, with all of the you know seemingly all the features that they had promised, you know, in early access on the computer. So it doesn't even you know, not like it's like a rush job where you know PlayStation just said, you know, we need a game. Can you come out with it like right away? Um, it it appears to be everything they promised. They just for whatever reason, I don't know if it was contracts or their their own choice. They just kind of had to go silent for like two fucking years. <laughs> uh, but very, very excited to play it. Very excited. Right. If you have a PlayStation VR or just even normal VR and you like, um, you know, a dungeon crawling, I mean, I would even think it's fun solo, but I'm, you know, we play a co op. Uh, you know, this is essentially like a, a Diablo game. Um, you know, dungeon crawler, you're going through fighting, you know, different mobs and getting gear and leveling up, but, you know, you are the character, first person, you know. Um, yeah, Maybe pretty I cool. Maybe should try it if you guys go back to it. That sounds fun. Certainly, certainly. Greg, I mean, Man, you played that, it. Do you have anything to say about it? And, and to be clear, oh. by the way, it's it's releasing back downgraded to UE4. I don't know if you said that yes. at some point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep, yep, yeah. 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 We couldn't uh, do it, guys. <laughs> I was I was listening to you as I was reading this this blog update, but uh, I recommend people read the uh, 1.0 update because it, it it paints a very quick, um, but clearly heartfelt story of their development, um, and you could really feel how excited this guy is to finally be able to talk about this. Um, if I had VR, I, I would already own Legendary Tale just because of how much fun I've seen you guys have with it. But really excited to see what 1.0 is like for you guys. That's cool. Okay. Fine. <laughs> yeah, Gregory, definitely not I'm a, the highlight of the show. I'm excited. Me. I think it's gonna be cool. I uh, one of my favorite things in that thing was just picking up skeletons and smashing them into shit. So I'm excited that they like went deeper in the development of that. And there's like videos of them grabbing skeletons by the feet, smashing them into tables and shit. I'm, Smashing uh, and crushing skeletons is pretty much peak existence, right? I mean, uh, it really, yeah. it, it really, it, it will hold on. So that, that alone is, but then doing it with your friends. Oh man. I, mean, Can't yeah, get I know no. there's, I know there's like goblins in it because I fought goblins in the early access. So I know I get to just fucking <laughs> smash goblins against walls. I'm pretty excited. I, uh, I kind of wish I'm hoping this year they do it. I hope they announce a new VR headset soon. Cause I want to get a new one. I want to get a, prescription lenses for my like for a vr headset oh, but sure. i don't want i want to like upgrade mine because i have like the first vr headset that came out and it's very old right <laughs> uh last comment about this game sorry john if you covered this but uh he's defining a new genre to call this game did you see that part of the announcement 
I did not see that. Well, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll just read the whole paragraph. Right. One more thing. This is from the developer of Legendary Tales. During the development of 1.0 release, it slowly became totally different than what it was originally. And it's VR only game more than ever, more than any other VR game. We have started as action role playing game, but you know VR games are different than plat screen games. Now, I wanted to find that Legendary Tales opened a new game genre we call internally walking action role playing game. Because while we are wearing HMD, <laughs> we constantly walk around. We every day warp into VR game. So why not we say, I am warping? Everyone will understand what we are doing, that we are playing warp game in VR. I got the idea from live action role playing, LARPing, by the way. So the genre name is walking action role playing? Yeah. Just rolls off the it tongue, doesn't is, it? Uh... Well, I, he wants to call, he wants to, to get warping started as a term. Oh, it is okay, uh, in, insane, but I guess slightly <laughs> endearing. I think it's pretty endearing. I mean, it's <laughs> it, it's a fun pitch. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a good point, right? I mean, like you you're walking around. That's a different way you're interacting with the game that you might not think about unless you're actually playing VR. You know, so whatever you can call it whatever you want. And he is right. You do move your ass in that game. I yeah. mean. it's also a clever connection. Warping, okay, yeah, wordplay. Yeah. It gets me. It gets me. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. Until I, I actually, see someone I, warped in a wall, I'm not saying that. I uh, <laughs> I, I just I kind of started reading this. Uh, I mean, I hope this game does does very very well. I'm I'm kind of bummed to hear I'm 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 reading through this now that it. I mean, as as soon as we got or as soon as we see it, I don't know who first brought the game up, but I mean, this game instantly clicked with us. I, I don't know what pod I talked about it. I'm sure I did in, back in 2022 or earlier, but uh, I thought this game would have would have caught on really quick I'm, I'm a little disheartened to hear that it did not sell very well hmm. well i mean it just had the i mean it is an early stuff. access game sure. on vr you know i don't know what how many but hey big i mean market is for that it's coming out on psvr now cross play to, to steam it was just at sony's biggest event i, I got high hopes for them I, I bet they're gonna make pretty good on 1.0 honestly yeah 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 me too well continuing um, the state of play yeah, that was have, a discussion. Good discussion, though. We have a we got some gameplay for Rise of the Ronin, aka uh, one of the many current games coming out in twenty twenty four. That saw, game looks pretty nuts. Have you did you did you? Uh, I would recommend. Uh, maybe you guys aren't really that into it. That looks the game looks really cool. Yeah, I'm, it looks, uh, cool. It looks similar to. Uh, uh, I can't remember the name of it. Ghost of a uh, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely got. I got fires from that. I was pretty interested. Is in it that like game. Ghost of Tsushima married to Way of the Samurai? Neo, or something like that. Neo. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, like you, you could. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, I could see like that uh, gameplay in that. Uh, interestingly, Until Dawn is coming out on PS5 and PC this year. Dude, that's cool. I think that's pretty sick. Um, I just wish that happened years ago. I was, I was just gonna say, I was like, I feel like it's a little late because I feel like people know the, you know, the the twists and turns of that game, of said game. And also, it's a little bizarre because, like, I think it's pretty, pretty well, um, pretty generally established that, like, until Dawn's probably their best game. <laughs> that they've made 
Uh, massive? I would agree. It's either that or it's the second best game. Because I, so I, I, I really like uh, House of Ashes. I would say House oh, of Ashes yeah. is really I, good. I, I didn't play Until Dawn, though. Until Dawn is really, really good. I think you, if you don't know anything about that, Andy, you should play that. I don't really. Yeah, I think it, I, as an from my perspective, it's been it. kind of diminishing returns. Uh, with a, with a peak back at House of Ashes. But yeah, um, we also good. got some stuff about Death Stranding 2, aka Death Stranding 2 on the beach, which Fun, for those who don't know, an incredibly insane title for this, I think. But well, um, for those who don't know, On the Beach is the name of a uh, very well-known uh, post-apocalypse book and movie. Um, it's basically well known enough. this like tragic story um, of the remainder of humanity trying to just survive the final days of the Earth in uh, Australia. A bunch of different like, a, countries. A tiny baby crying mascara burp out a, an even tinier drone. <laughs> Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> In Death Stranding too. Uh, yeah. I had a before the podcast. I was actually uh, hanging out with my friend Eric, and he was talking to me for like over an hour about Death Stranding because we were talking about Death Stranding too. I was like, yeah, I really, I'm a little confused with a bunch of it. And he explained through every fucking insane thing, like what like the chiral is, like this whole the, the whole rigmarole of it. And I was so confused the entire time. And like, dude, watching this trailer, I was just more confused. And as it's going on, it was crazy. Don't, don't, the don't. Crazy it's, shit. It's, it's meant to feel that way, Greg. I, I would consider myself fairly up and up on the chiral network. And I, I don't understand any, almost anything happening in this trailer. You didn't play Death Stranding, Greg? I did. I did. But that's what I'm oh. saying. Like, I play, I played it like. Like last year, right? Either last year or the year before. We played at the same time, I believe. No, I played it. I played it all way later. I think. Really? Yeah. Hold on, I can check because I. We should look this up on the pod. I, think I, I, think I, I, I didn't play it. I, we, I didn't play I it until played recently. It, uh, January tenth last year. Oh no, well, maybe maybe I played it before you guys. It's been a couple years right now. All right. I remember um, when I played it first, and everyone was shitting on me. Right. On the game. Well, anyways, Greg, as yeah. you played it, as I, you know, I, I was part um, of the shitting. I think probably. <laughs> it's about yeah. the roads, man. It ain't about that shit. It is about the roads. Uh, my and like I've said, you know, one of my my biggest thing was I'm I'm not a big package delivery man. I'm not I'm not that. I'm more of a I have I a uncontrollable bloodlust that I need to take care of. When, when did you this play, game, Greg? I don't want to interrupt. Uh, January tenth, twenty twenty three. Yeah, we played at the same time. I got these achievements January 13, 2023. So I didn't know that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know, I, we talked about it on the pod. I know we talked about we it. We must have. You know, I'm, you know I'm fucking a burnout. Okay, I'm, I'm so sorry. excited for this game. It's, I'm, it's, I it's, will say, I am watching this trailer, like, I'm pretty excited with all the crazy shit I saw, like, gameplay-wise. Like, they had uh, that big flood that was coming in. That... It looked so, and it like destroyed the bridge. Like, like I guess it was like a time fall flood. Maybe that's what uh that was. The very, main impression uh, I get very... off this trailer is that the feeling that Kojima was somehow, somehow playing it safe with Death Stranding One, and that yes. this is gonna go even further in every Just be single fucking, direction. Be fucking nuttier. I gotta say that I, like, um... I it it it's almost bold in the sense that 
like somehow it's the most obvious move, but it was the least expected move for me that it's the same cast. Like you're you're playing with Norman Reedus again, and mm-hmm. like, you, there's a lot of. I did not expect. Yeah, that. I'm a little annoyed about that. I'm not annoyed at, at that not, at all. It's I'm just not, like, okay, really? I thought we knew Norman well, was I in just, this game. I just thought he was going to be a side character or something. Yeah, but also I don't know if you guys noticed in the trailer, like he's old in parts, but then he's young in other parts. Yeah. I, hmm. I guess I didn't notice that. Interesting. Uh, that I really loved. Uh, Higgs, the uh, having his, uh, you know, his. Joker makeup on under his V for Vendetta mask. That was pretty funny. I thought that was, thought that was fucking hilarious. His uh guitar axe lightning uh thing. That was so. That was super cool. I really like that a lot. It's like borderline no more heroes level of comic. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was fucking. It was crazy. I'm. I was super into it. I wonder what uh. And that's. I wonder yeah. what the gameplay really is going to be like. Cause I, I really don't think it's going to be the same thing again i mean we see a lot of this of the same elements though like there's there's definitely like traveling and, and bridges being built and that kind of thing well one of the uh there yeah there is that but if you uh what's her face uh fragile she says uh to you she's like, oh there's no need for porters anymore uh so i don't i don't know if i'm guessing our that i took my takeaway from that was that we were not going to uh, be a package delivery man anymore. We were going to be more, maybe like connecting the networks, but like doing like random missions and stuff for people, like helping them uh, with their camps or whatever. Yeah, that could be the case. All the different environments Norman gets to or goes through as well. It makes me wonder if it's going to be. Well, I don't know. Could it be any more sprawling than Death Stranding One? Death Stranding One, like. Canonically I mean, goes across the all entire those America. Natural, right? Those two natural disasters, the uh, landslide and the flood. Yeah. So maybe there's going to be crazy, maybe be like tornadoes and stuff like that. Watch Roman get sucked up into a tornado. I would almost say that, it, like, no, never mind. Uh, but I wanted to uh, also mention that after the uh, Destrian 2 stuff, we saw that. Kojima's also working on a new action espionage game. A new Metal Gear. Basically, called, uh, was it Fizzent? I don't remember the name, because I, 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 I was just slack-jawed that he's making another uh, a tactical espionage game. Yeah, I was I very kinda, I, I was like, all right, that's funny. The reason I bring it up right now is because I would almost have said that maybe he'll lean more into, like, um tactical espionage stuff with Death Stranding 2 like more of a, I don't know but I don't think that would happen with him also making another new game in that very genre that, so that's three think, projects we know of from Kojima yeah. Productions right and he was saying that like Death Stranding 2 is gonna be movie like that's so insane. I love that man. He's so crazy. He says the craziest shit. And people just allow it, and he ends up making good shit. We hope to transcend the barriers between film and video And she says, even though there is actually going to be a Death Stranding film, it's all madness. <laughs> um, was there anything else in the state of play that you guys wanted to talk about? No, I think I think we pretty well there covered was, it. Well, yeah, sorry, I was like, there wasn't really anything... Uh, I was gonna say there really wasn't anything. The, they showed off that one weird game. Uh, I don't. E- I can't even tell you the name of it because it looked 
like just so generic and basic. Foam stars. Uh, was that it? It was with the girl, and she's like fighting like monsters or robots. No, or no, something. no. You're talking oh, Stellar, Stellar Blade. Blade. Stellar Blade. That yeah, that looked uh, like very lame and boring. Didn't yeah, care new about action that. game coming out in April. Yeah, that's it. I do have something okay. for John that's unrelated to uh, State of Play, though. What's that? Okay. Uh, this month, John, they're going to announce the next villain for uh, Dragon Ball Breakers. Oh, hey, I want Breakers oh, too. Fuck yeah. The next, we didn't even play Broly. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, we didn't play Broly. You're right, but still, we got owned the last who could it be? Oh, I'm still down. Hey, let me just say this, actually, to close off the episode, because it's been on my mind, and I'll forget if we don't talk about it, right? I don't know how many years ago. We're going to have to go back in the archives and check. But I said, I called it. I said that in Suicide Squad, I don't even know if I had the tagline yet. In Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League. You are not going to kill any members of the Justice League. No way they were. No way they're going to let it happen. And I don't even know if the game is officially out. Maybe it's a spoiler section. I don't know if anyone wants to bunker themselves. I have the, I have the, the, the answer. I've uh, anybody have, right? want to go away or oh Fuck nobody cares? Okay, care. you don't. You don't kill any Justice League members. But it's called. Oh, no, I thought there the was a video now, of the uh, Harley killing Batman, like shooting him in the face. Not from my. I mean, I didn't look into it or play it. From what I understand, none of them actually die. It all gets reversed. Oh, oh well, boy. okay, but you kill them and then later it gets reversed. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I don't even know. I heard that. Well, okay, if we want to get in the nitty gritty of what I heard, I heard. The Flash, you only like cut off his finger or something, and that's enough to stop him. Oh, and and then I heard I I don't know about the Batman one specifically, and then I think I heard Superman, you just weaken him enough to 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 stop him. Like Wonder Woman gives him a good hit, and he's like, ah, I'm done. Uh, yeah, I don't don't think you kill any of them. I don't know about the Batman one, but I'm sure he gets out of he got a bat shield on his face or something. I'm not gonna read this right now, but the the Wikipedia page has like five or six paragraphs describing the plot. It's it's thoroughly out there. So do, does I anybody think, actually die then? Uh, well, I'd have to read. Oh, I see any of the episodes. I yeah, I from what I saw, I saw a video of basically it's just Harley has a gun to Batman and she's like, "You're gonna pay for all the suffering you cause," which is like fucking crazy that Harley's saying that to Batman, <laughs> and then she She's shoots him pillars. in the face. Okay. Yeah, but did well, you that, see a body but also, then, or did but you, also like, she—I did not see a body. Well, it was off screen, then. so you are right. Off screen, she could have, Come on, you're right. She could have. She could have been shooting a. She could have been shooting like a little uh, watermelon next to him, and the blood. Oh, or out. or another character, the Flash, just moves in and moves him really quick. There's a thousand things that could. Have. Hey, he didn't see a body. He ain't dead. You're right. You're Classic right. Uh, it's one. It's one piece logic. What am I thinking? Oh, yeah. it, it also does. I, I'm just skimming. It ends on a sequel hook. Hilarious. Wow. Ah, uh, that's insane that they would even think of that. And that ties um, into the anecdote that this game is supposed to be only about 10 hours long. Yeah. Apparently. Or $70, you know, by dep- the way. D- depending Seven, on when like you played it, it might have only been 10 seconds long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, people who played it on day one, hour one, uh, found the game auto-completed for themselves. Wonderful. Just, uh, just some quick stories before we wrap up, just to get them out there. 
The first 24 characters of Dragon Ball Sparking Zero is announced, and they're all Goku and Vegeta. All of them. Well. But, to be fair. Well, it's a joke. Oh, am I wrong? Well, no. So they did announce a bunch of characters, and I think 24 of them were Goku and Vegeta. They actually announced like 30 or so. There were there were more characters in that reveal than just uh, Goku. Oh, okay. And I only saw the list. Oh, uh, I, I only yeah, I only saw the. There Goku were 24 and Goku and Vegetas. You are right about yeah. that. That's funny. There's That's 11. Funny. Go- there's 11 Gokus and 13 Vegetas. Well, you know they they. You know if you. <laughs> I, uh, there's no way to defend that. Well, I mean, on, I mean I, I, the way to defend it, I guess, is that, like, this is just a weird series where they they don't do skins, right? They just have, they don't do skins or costumes or whatever. They just have a different character for all the different phases of characters. And so, well, yeah, it, it's even not, more so than that, right? It's not like this like, is 24 out of, like, 30 characters. It's, like, 24 out of, like, 190 or something, probably. Yeah, like, 100-something. I think 164 is the well, squares that counted. Okay, yeah. and, and that is true. Holy so in, in this fuck, game, dude. much like the other, you know, Tenkaichi games, it's not like, um, you know, it's not like you can pick Goku and then do a move that transforms him into Super Saiyan, do a move that then transforms him into Super Saiyan 2. They are all separate characters. If you pick Goku... Super Saiyan, he ain't going down or up. That's him. Yeah. Um. So that is that is the reason they have so many, you know, because they cover, um, from the top to the bottom. Which is um, cool if you're a you know a, a big Dragon Ball fan. Like I'm sure. Yeah, it's, but it, yeah, it's just easy to make. It's easy to do a headline like yeah, twenty four Goku's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we bitched about that in Fighters. Like the there's like four Goku, um, maybe more in that game. Even more after the DLC, much more yeah. actually. Uh. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a Dragon Ball game. I'm sure somebody will get it. 164 characters, quite a bit. I'm sure Kerr will get it and we'll play once on Parsec. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, Stellar Entertainment, who produced uh, Burnout Paradise Remastered, has ter- teased a series reveal. Sorry, blah, 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 blah. series revival of the Burnout Paradise series. Yeah, right now, I think it's just implication. Yeah, maybe you should have said burnt out. Damn. <laughs> They said they are making, they're hiring for a AAA arcade racing title in Unreal 5 for consoles and PC, which is set to disrupt the racing scene, but in a, in a uh, social media context, they are kind of teasing people. So it would be a little, I mean, people at companies have done this before, but it would be a little weird to be like teasing and then just fake everyone out with yeah. it not being Burnout. But Burnout's a cool Burnout. series, so... Three take, was my more. favorite. Absolutely, Takedown was the best. I hate racing games. I've hated it's when, racing it's when games. You don't even race kid. in this, dude. You just fucking. They had You're the little mode where you you had a car and you. Am I allowed to into, get out of my car? Well, listen to me, Gray. Hold on. You have a car and you send it into traffic, and the moment you hit another car, it starts like a little timer, and like you see how much damage and destruction your little car crash can create. That sounds cool, uh, but if I can't, I, I, I'm a big thing where I, I can't be in a car. What, man. what, what are you, an animal? You case I, <laughs> I was about to say, I, I think I'm <laughs> like a feral beast. I can't uh, be in a, I can't out of be the cage. And also, it's worth saying that the other main gameplay element is, you're not only are you going super fast, but you're also uh, hitting other opponent cars to knock them out of the race temporarily. You're like, That's how you get your boost. Yeah, your boost, your boost, uh, is is uh boosted by taking other opponents out of the race 
leaving them in the dust. Why can't I uh, leap out of my vehicle into theirs and steal their Yeah, go play Driver Driver San Francisco. That, game was, yeah. <laughs> that was a good game. I didn't play it because I wanted to stay in the car. You're in the car the entire yeah, you, time in San Francisco. You're just changing cars. Oh, like a, a, you're, you're a ghost. No, nah, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, it's too much for me. I'm among too many much. young gamer casualties of the Driver franchise's uh, tutorial on the first game. And I, I, I never got through that. And afterwards, uh, I was like, well, I don't understand that game. And then... Yeah, I never played was, any of them except for San Francisco. You ever played the Stuntman series? Yeah, dude. At least one of those games. I don't remember very well. First game totally filtered me and Alex. And the game was, you had to be so fucking precise. <laughs> uh, and you're, you're, you would just, you'd fail the movie, fail the stunt. I was more of a pilot wings kid myself. Yeah, that's not a car. Uh, speaking of racing. Uh, I actually, that's a true. I like Putt Putt, actually. Hey, I was more like <laughs> Andy. I saved a zoo. I know, I know you're. I know you're on my side here. I was more of a army men uh, helicopter game. Oh, dude, uh, one of the sixty four PlayStation One. Uh, I played in PlayStation. Well, it's probably the same yeah. game, but like I, yeah. I remember you, there was like cool things like you Chinook, and you like would like yep. <laughs> fly the chopper, Apache. and it had like the the thing you could pick up and move shit around. Oh man, yeah, and a little claw. Yeah, yeah that game was sick. Yeah, man. That was in the army man series. Yeah, if you ever played yeah, those yeah, like, little green yeah. guys, I, I had a. Buddy in like second or third grade, and he and I just like stayed up all night playing that shit. Yeah, portal yeah. runner. You made that up. Um, uh, speaking of racing, uh, Bloodborne Kart, popular fan made game. Uh, surprising to me at this point, has been asked to remove all the Bloodborne branding uh, from the project, uh, and they said they're going to do that. So it's going to be a totally different. <laughs> Uh, retro cart game that used to be themed like Bloodborne. Um, I uh, I followed this person for a little bit. Uh, they the shit they did was pretty cool. I was gonna say I I never checked this out. I mean it was a meme always until it became real. But people always talk about it with like surprisingly like high praise. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. And I assume it'll still be you know gothic horror themed. Just uh, with I'm the sure explicit Bloodborne stuff scrubbed away. Yeah. Um, and they said, of course, they were always expecting this kind of thing to happen. It's just, it's classic corporate mentality to wait until it's almost released. And that's when you put your foot down. So mm -hmm. then they have to scramble to, to scrub away the, uh, the infringing parts. I guess uh, if you're trying to send a message, that's the best time, right? Because you know it's going to create the biggest wave. Like, hey, we're, you know, if you do that kind of shit, we're right. going to tell you not to do it. Right. And then uh, finally, uh, Bloomberg has uh, revealed that they believe that Nintendo is gearing up to release a new Switch this year with an LCD. The language on this is vague enough that I think it could plausibly mean a new Switch model, but I, I really think what they're trying to imply is a Switch 2. Hmm. Uh, well, I guess, whatever. I, don't, I, don't know. <laughs> I already got my Switch. I got an OLED one. Yeah, I got I got the Switch the the first one. They invested so on. many years of like the gameplay library into the first Switch that I genuinely wonder if Switch Two would be backwards compatible. I don't know. Um, the reporting on this is based on 
uh, industry reports from manufacturers of uh, electrical electrical components who are reporting a sharp increase of this size eight inch LCD display um, on order for Nintendo. So um, signs of a rapid accumulation of console product. Okay. And critically, a Nintendo spokesman said the company had nothing to comment on. Yeah, right. It, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if uh, I don't know if that means one way or the other, but I feel like you're more likely to say no, it's not happening if it's not happening. You know what I mean? But right, uh, yeah. Hey, well, that was an episode. Hey. Well, this was a long episode. Yeah, yeah, long, long. Somehow, long, somehow long. stretched long, but we had a quite a bit to talk about in the news. Actually, you know, we, long, we started the episode, not, not not totally sure what was going to happen in the news section. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, great episode. I appreciate Flask you hosting this episode uh, in my stead. Yes, for sure. Uh, did a great job. Appreciate Vito that you weren't here to ruin it. Um, Really kind of drove this episode home to good place, or overshadow us with how great he would do. Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> uh, or that, listeners. In the next week or so, you have a task ahead of you. You need to become Sujimon masters. And let me tell you, if you're like me, you probably think that you can just coast on by Suji. You've played Yakuza games. I mean, you just spam the A button. Use the yellow guys they give you. I'm I'm just here to warn you now. It will come up that you've made the wrong move. You will have overinvested in those yellow guys. And you will be bitched by a, a gym leader. And then be like, damn, I thought I was good at video games. Not just to know if there was a if there was a Suji mon a Suji online mode, I would make sure none of you were able to make it. You would all be crushed under my heel <laughs> by my freaks. I believe it, dude. Suji I don't even mon like Pokemon, line. but I I like Hobo. I Pokemon. am the grand master. I love Hobo. I love Hobo Suji Suji man. Oh, uh, without any further ado, let's end the episode. Flask. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna sneak in one more news. Topic as we're ending the episode. Do you want to play some of the new Dark and Darker Man? Uh sure. Cool. Tell him no live on air, dude. Tell him no. No. He'll wait until right after we're done recording, like he does every week. Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll be back next week, listeners. Um, thanks for joining us. Can you believe this guy just comes on here and just lies like that? Just disappears. messaging friends. me. He's he's angry. Okay, well, right before that, uh, let me just do my outro real quick. Hey, everybody, what an 